diplomat, the peacemaker, and the healer of worlds have no place among the stars. Hello, and welcome to the Loaded Dice podcast. The podcast that always rolls box cars. I'm Andrew. And I'm Doug. Andrew, how are you today? I'm good. Excellent. This is very strange that I actually get to sit here and look at you while, know, we, right? uh, while we do we this are... instead of hiding our shame. Huh, looking at each other during. It's a bit weird. Yes. Should we turn the lights off? Yeah, maybe. Right. <laughs> um, we need the the music to set the mood as well, though. But that's fine. Um, hopefully, you're all There's well. There's a candle over there. There we is can a light candle, the candle over there. That would be good. Yes. Smell less like my dog if we lit that candle. That'd be good. That'd be good. That's so fine. we're actually recording in person for probably mm. the first time in like a year, maybe. Not that we haven't seen each other for a year, just that we haven't recorded a podcast together uh, in the same room for probably close to a year. So that's true. Actually, we haven't seen each other for a year. My twin brother has been handling all of my social interactions for the last... I didn't want to bring that up because I actually like him more. Yeah, that's fair. That yeah. seems legit. Yeah. Unless <laughs> I'm tired ass. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and the other really interesting thing is actually the, the sun is out and it is light outside. This is a morning podcast. I know. It's, it's not even the afternoon yet. Yeah, it's like 10.38 a.m. Madness. It's, it's incredible. Ah. Insane. So you might hear uh, dogs barking and birds chirping and all sorts of things, light planes flying overhead. <laughs> uh, right now, that one actually, like I got buzzed sort of by um, I got buzzed by three helicopters coming home on Monday. Oh yeah, no, they've been training down at um, uh, whatever the big West Soccer Stadium is down at Campbelltown. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, They've been using that for like insertion training and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, put up big things about it because apparently every time they buzz people with Blackhawks and stuff. Somebody freaks out and thinks we're being invaded by, like, North Korea. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Welcome to this part of the world, I guess. But, yeah. No, that was that would have been pretty cool. Yes, that was cool. There was a trio of them that were sort of banking over the M4, um, mm. which was fun. And then I found out that night uh, some dickheads got their car bogged in, like, a little river um, out in Emu Plains and had to be airlifted <laughs> out by Rescue Chopper anyway. So there's been a lot of helicopters in my life recently, which is what I'm saying, yeah. which is great. I feel like I've summoned them a little bit by painting all of those Valkyries and Vultures and stuff for AI. Um, yeah. And yeah, now there's that, just mass great, helicopters yeah. everywhere, which is great. <laughs> you, should, you should come and live here at some point. We've got um, Pole Air lives at Camden Aerodrome. Well, one I, of the Pole Airs yep, lives yep, at Camden yep. Aerodrome. Um, and they're forever like, most nights if you hear helicopters, it's Pole Air like taking off and stuff. Yeah. And one thing, are, and I mean, I, I don't know whether it's like they have, surely there's a checklist that it's like, if this happens, call in a helicopter, right? Like yep. you've got to get X many kill streak to get Polair up. <laughs> um, but it seems like out here, they will use Polair for like anything that you would use normal like police for. Well, I'll just be like, the helicopter's like five minutes away and they're not doing anything. Can we just yep. put that in the air and just fly around with flashing red and red and blue lights on it and stuff? Remember, uh, um, speed limits are enforced by uh, by aerial cops sometimes. Oh yeah, they're all dudes in like light planes and shit. Though, oh, I just um, want a guy with a helicopter like parked behind a street just, sign. Just, just like, comes up behind like yeah. a yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Um, but we've got the we've got the rack base up at Glenbrook. Oh yeah, so you do. We get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and the the new base commander is big into his like light planes, so he'll, yeah, he'll you've fly seen, all the time. Yeah, you've seen it. Uh, the yeah. C one thirty we saw the other week coming back from Arcon Games. Yes, that was like just yeah, skimming just in looping. and just doing yep. loops and stuff. That was pretty cool. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, for any of our American listeners that live near any sort of military base, and they're just like that's, right. that's every it's fucking day for all us. the time. <laughs> we don't we don't get our birds in the sky all that often, to be honest. 
Um, no, it costs too much money. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, unless it. it's a bushfire, in which case we just start sending them out and dropping pink foam mm. everywhere. Yeah, no, super um, tank is pretty cool. Yeah, or somebody's driving a bit too fast, in which case up goes Polair and away we go. Yeah, yeah. But we had... Um, I've been spotlighted by Polair before. That was really? fun. Yeah, when we... Um, our housewarming party. Yeah. Uh, Might have been there for that. Maybe not the food, I don't know. But like, later in the day, and this is obviously pre-kid, so mm. it was like, you know, quite late at night. Somebody like further across the suburb like a couple of blocks away from us was having like a 16th birthday party yep and somebody gate crashed it and stabbed the security guard that was working at the party oh yeah um and so they ended up with like a couple of cop cars and stuff and you know didn't really hear much but then apparently the people at the party started getting stuck with the cops and the public order and riot guys turned up and they sent like one of those mobile commands like the giant vans that like folds out <laughs> into a fucking thing by this point like everybody in our like because we're up like a cul-de-sac mm. we're like the fuck is going on down there so everybody's like wandering around and like oh that's a that's a riot squad truck what the fuck and then <laughs> out of nowhere there's just polar and because we're all like standing out in the middle of the street trying to work out what's going on, Paul has to send a group of people and it's just like spotlight. <laughs> we're all just like, oh fuck. <laughs> I think it was very quickly. It was like, oh, that, that doesn't seem to be a riot of people. Oh no. And everybody's like, it's over there. It's over there. Yeah. So basically some security guard got stabbed and they started throwing like bottles at a cop car or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It got dispersed. Good. Very quickly. Excellent. So... Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. So it does make me, does always, uh, stories like that do always make me want to go back and do my Riot Cop Scions list. Mm. Where it's just like a Valkyrie in blue and white with little just sirens full on of, it. And just full of Crusader dudes. Full of Riot Cops yeah. and like Scions. So like the, the SWAT teams with the yeah. hell guns yeah. and stuff. That'd be cool. I should have already finished those forces off. Disperse, disperse, disperse. How you disperse a Tyranid Swarm, I don't know, but you know. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of weathers. <laughs> Man, if could... only I could load Webbers into my Valkyries. Yeah, actually, then you could. Ooh, no, I can't because they're they're not Astro Militarum. They're Brood Brothers. Um, Does that matter anymore in Ninth? I'm pretty sorry, sure you they're can not, just not the Brood Brothers. The Neophyte Hybrids. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can just get into. No, remember vehicles are, still have keyword tags, so you can only carry Adeptus. Oh, Dynamics, you can yes, only carry yeah, Astro yeah, Militarum. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You can um, just carry more than one thing in it. But yes, yes. You can carry okay. multiple squads, but they that's also right. have to have the right keywords, and you can't carry Terminators in a Rhino, um, or aggressors in an Impulsor. You can't put aggressors in an impulsor? I'm pretty sure it doesn't take a Gravis armor. Yeah. Which was a shame because everyone was like, I can finally put aggressors in. They've got to be in a repulsor. Yeah. That sucks. Repulsors are the land raider. So the Terminators go in the land raider. Do we know if the new tank's got transport capacity? Because it looks like it's got transport capacity. Like it's pretty much just a repulsor. Watching the live feed, I just shrugged. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's got the double Gatling cannon there, right? Or just a single Gatling cannon? Uh, it's got a double Gatling. Well, one of the variants is a yeah. double Gatling cannon. And then one of them's got something else. And then one yep. of them's got something else. And nice. I didn't care enough to really look that hard. There's like a long-barreled version. Yeah. There's I feel a, like there's three versions. You short-barreled sort of generic version. And then there's the, the minigun version. I think so. That sounds about right. Yeah. Don't They're basically me. like floating right in the There's not a plasma right. version? Maybe there is. I, seriously, I didn't pay that much attention. I know there's a new tank in Space Marines <laughs> and I'm not that interested in it. That's fair. Um, it does have the new what are they called Tempest Bolters because Hurricane Bolters are a bit too much but Storm Bolters are not quite oh enough. they're the they're the little 
circle dot things so, on the site. Yeah, yeah. I, quad bolters instead of yeah, sort of six bolters. I'm not a fan of those things either. Still feel like you just like why wouldn't you just go with the hexa bolters, right? Like, yeah. Hurricane I mean, bolters I, exist. Just load them up I, with hurricane bolts. I, I feel so. the problem that Games Workshop has slipped into is the same problem that like German car manufacturers have. Hundred things and nothing fits together. No. No universal they, they... parts. <laughs> so Audi, BMW, and Mercedes. And this is gonna bore the shit out of anybody that's not a car person. <laughs> probably even the car people. Um, they have this very odd approach to competition, which is complete saturation. Mm, so it's why when you look at bmws you have like they use numbers right they're most of them use numbers so it's like you have like one series and two series and three series and four series and five series and six series and seven series right now you got eight the eight series and it's like so many of these different cars are so like just minutely different from each other Mm. yet for some reason they can afford to and it makes sense for them to engineer and build it right yep And, and while a lot of them are just like spare like parts bin cars where they've just yep. grabbed shit from everywhere slapped it together and here's another car it's kind of like you have this weird fucking issue where you can buy the cheapest bmw on the market right yep is i'm pretty sure it's a, a, a pretty sure it's a one series or a two series and it's like about 45 grand right yep. but you can option it to the point where it's about 75 80 grand okay <laughs> like without breaking a sweat at which point you you've let like you've let so many other cars that yeah you kind of like why does it exist it doesn't like it fits in such a tiny little fucking niche that the moment anything on it changes like you decide oh i want it in like a metallic paint all of a sudden you could have bought a much better car than that car yeah um and i feel like space marines have ended up in that kind of thing where it's like there's so many things that are kind of exactly the same as the thing next to it with one minute difference and it's like it doesn't need to exist, but it does. So I guess then we need to trim the fat and get rid of some of the older makes and models of things. For example, every track Space Marine vehicle ever uh, and every Space Marine who's shorter than 10 foot. But then I mean, you got to get rid of the Land Raiders. And I'm not okay with getting rid of the Land Raiders, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I like, I, mm, Terminators and Land Raiders and Dreadnoughts, man. That's, that's the <laughs> shit that has to be there. I mean, I will even forego Tactical Marines. I, yeah, I can, I can deal with losing Tactical Marines. I can still play 30k, but fucking, no, no way am I giving Land Raiders <laughs> up. Not fucking happening. It's um, all right, you just, well, we'll fold them out of Codex Space Marines and it'll just be like Codex Terminators. Stunty. Well, <laughs> you could call it Codex Firstborn if you really want, but Terminators will be troops, Land Raiders will be dedicated transports. And I don't want to call them Firstborn either, because I mean, when people keep talking to me about Firstborn, I'm just like, there's a lot of fucking Vestroyan armies around at the moment, and I just, like, oh, no, you mean Mini Marines. Oh, okay, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, I still feel like Vestroyans are the tougher Firstborn. And I mean, but... here's, a, here's a question for you, right? Like, and I mean, it's probably been answered somewhere, but surely they're still making firstborn they wouldn't just be making primaris marines surely are they though don't know because the i somebody asked this question in was it a group chat before about where primaris fit in in terms of turning a like rabid starving teen from the foothills of fenris into a space marine yeah and the, the question came up do primaris marines go through the whole scout neophyte sort of phase? well no they don't we know that do they not? Well, all the ones that Cole had hidden around on Mars and shit just got put back to tanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're, right? they're the ones that you sort of have been psycho indoctrinated for a couple of hundred years in the back to tank, right? Yeah, but 
like, like, so, so my understanding, right, and if you, this is my comment from before we started recording about, I read this thing in fucking Rogue Trader, right, <laughs> and fucking Space Marines know how to tango, like, fucking demons. Um, That's right, there's that guy who's half Eldar, but he's a Space Marine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and anything in the Jacques Draco trilogy is just canon. Ah, Alright, that shit is fucking trilogy. establishment canon, man. Uh, no, no, so, like, every Space Marine, Mm-hmm. Every single space marine, like firstborn, right, mm-hmm. is psycho indoctrinated yes. for hundreds, if not thousands, of hours during their training. Yes. Now, depending on how they raise and create their firstborn. Yep. Okay. So, in the case of blood angels, they get put into uh, into a sarcophagus for a period yep. of it, and yep. they yep. get everything at once, almost. Yes. All right, and then they either go mad and die, or they come out of it yep. as a blood angel, right? Yep. And then go mad and die. And then go. <laughs> Hi, Sanguinius. Hi, other Sanguinius. <laughs> Show a lot of Horus around today. Yeah, Land Raid Orc and Horus over there. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, like, so they all go through psycho-indoctrination mm. at some point. Um, so, I mean, that wouldn't be any different to Primaris. Yeah, My but... understanding, though, is that the Primaris, at least that Call had, yeah. right, never would have been battle-trained unless they were previously battle-trained and he was just Before relying on the fact... Yeah, yeah, relying on the fact that there's a bunch of dudes there that were heresy marines. Yeah, but didn't... I thought Call was like, I know Kung Fu downloading combat drills into him and stuff. Yeah, but they never would have actually... But that's what I'm saying, is they all have that. They all get that. It's all, it's all yeah. like, here's the... Like, there I thought was most a, of the psycho-indoctrination was just Emperor good, Demon bad. No. No, no. Like, like the psycho-indoctrination that they explain in the Codex... What was the book? Was it the Codex Imperialis? was the fluff book from second yeah, edition. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it actually goes goes through it. And like, what it talks about Space Marines, and I mean, it gets lost and then it pops up occasionally somebody. Yeah. Generally like Dan Abnett will grab it, yeah. pop something in and make you go, oh, that's right. Is every single Space Marine has within him basically the collective knowledge of the Imperium yes. and all of the Imperium's greatest commanders dating back to like Alexander the Great and what we know about him and Genghis Khan. Yep. Like they talk about like they have all of this stuff in their brain Just... and they get given the ability to recall it yep. as they require it. Yep. So like a Space Marine tactical Marine yep. has like the, the strategic prowess of like Macarius, yes, and has the ability to call on that at a moment's notice and apply it. Like yeah. the the idea, and like this is one of the big things, obviously, about like the Codex and splitting up the Space Marines. Is the idea is that as much as you don't have Primarchs anymore, right? Well, Second Edition we didn't have Primarchs, right? Unless it was an <laughs> epic, and then they were all demons. And but you didn't have Primarchs. But the idea was that if you had a Space Marine that decided he was mm. going to go rogue and take an army with him. You could still conquer worlds with him. He was fucking unstoppable. Yeah. Like, he was he was going to, like, you know, outmaneuver and outplay anybody else that basically wasn't a Space Marine. Yep. Um, I mean, and you got stories like that, right? Like, like tactical squads that would go rogue and just become, like, the owners of their own little fiefdom. Yeah, uh, potentially scale more than... to rival the Tau Empire. <laughs> and all 40 <laughs> planets that they own. No, that's, that's exactly right. And I mean, when you look at, like, when you apply that lens to say badap yep right and you have somebody that is like a chapter master that yeah. is taking entire chapters with him yep. and it's like that just can't happen it yep. doesn't like it just it is such a threat that it, the only way you deal with that is to just go and kick it in the face with like more space as much brains. as you can there is nothing else summon, to do. Yeah. so i mean i would imagine oh and the other thing that goes with that is it's like it's not just 
um, it's quite clear that it's not just military either. Like they have, like um, all the great poets, yeah. all of literature, all of yeah. that. Like they have access to that, and they have the ability to converse and like apply that to the context of like their lives. Although, from what I understand, some chapters favor that more than others. Oh yeah, of course. And like, so like, like, like idiosyncrasies yeah, yeah. on that. Like, like, um, like, like, obviously, like, if you look at, um, like, the fists get the all the collective wisdom related to scrimshoring, but not much about opera. Uh, space walls get the, uh, the chest wisdom of, one, right? Well, and drinking each other <laughs> under the table. Um, you know, like Templars get um, Zen and the art of chainsaw maintenance or whatever. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, the, the the point there was that I can't uh, remember what the point was. We were talking about whether we're making new stunties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so like, I mean, so, surely it's the same downloads, but only better. I don't think it is better. So, so what's happening is there's now two new steps in the Space Marine implantation process: uh, Primaris Alpha and Primaris Beta, I think they're called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you put in those two extra organs. And so the question is, like, the, the question I would have immediately is, if you've got access to those two extra organs and you have the quantity required to implant them every time... That's that's, that's, that's my question, thing, right? is, is do, do you have the quantity? As much as I've gone, hey, we're going to roll this out to you and we're going to give you a block of Marines to start off with, right? Yep. That are in some way, shape or form, maybe, but maybe not related to your gene seed, your Primark and all this sort of stuff. And I mean, by the yep. time you get through to... What founding are we up to? Like, mm. ult, like Ultima, but what was the founding before that? Because, I mean, they're... Good question. Significantly further down the pathway than... Like, even second founding chapters, right? You're looking at, what, 10,000-year histories, at least? Yeah. Because they... Like, I mean, you know, the Black Templars, they broke off at the end of the heresy. Yes. Um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, you're, you're significantly into... Yeah, you're probably over a hundred families. I reckon, though, that given the mass production of um, Primaris Marines, there's probably enough Primaris gene seed out there that you could. So there's only been twenty six subsequent foundings of new chapters before the Ultima founding. Okay. And how good's that? I typed that into Google, and you know how sometimes Google just answers the question in the top <laughs> box. Nice. Got it wrong. Yeah, got it wrong. Uh, it did give you an answer. Twenty first founding chapters, but gave us an answer in the the rest yep. of it. So okay, there's only been twenty six subsequent foundings. Um, I reckon, given how much like Gulliman's push to have Primaris Marines everywhere, replenishing numbers. I so would we're just imagine there's, there's, there's no ability to create. Well, no, there's no there's no need. Or yeah. need to, why to why would you make why would you make a firstborn when you could whack a couple of extra oh, organs sure. in, yeah. chuck them in the indoctrination sarcophagus, and get a half sane mm. Primaris Marine out of it. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so I guess it, it, it does come down to resources. It's like that whole, you know, how yeah. many Panzer IVs could you make for a Tiger? Yeah, well, that's that, that, that's kind of my thing, especially like in, in Imperium um, Nihilus, yeah. right? Yeah. In terms of as much as they were reinforced. So like, think Blood Angels. Think yeah, 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 but they would be the ones that I would think would have the highest concentration of Primaris Marines because they've lost so many stunties. But they're also the... Well, yeah, no, it does say that, right? So yeah. it does say that, you know, like when you go through Devastation of Baal and the Dark yeah, Table and all just, that... Like they are, Marines. they are getting like a, like they do get reinforced mm. with quite a few. They're also a first founding chapter. If you look at somebody like um, Seth and the Flesh yep. Terrors, yep. right? Yep. I say Flesh Terrors aren't. No, I think they're second. They're second. Founding. They're second founding. Um, 
and they didn't want the Primaris Marines and there's this huge thing about them not like yeah, not, not meshing with them particularly meshing, well yeah. and then they were like well there's I think they got down to 35 dudes yep by the end of it and it was yep. like fuck we we really need to like do something with it yep um but I mean like take somebody like Seth chapter yep. master right has yep. his own worlds that he can recruit from and stuff if he doesn't like Primaris Marines he and the 30 dudes with him are still a problem I guess yeah and yeah. could still potentially be like well we don't like these guys we don't trust them do we just continue to like raise our forces in the same way uh, well so um, <clears throat> oh, who are the ones who got fucked over by the Tyranids the, the Scythe Scythe of the Emperor thank you okay Scythe of the Emperor right they're in uh, the second call book the Great War yes um, there's like a squad of them left that are stunties and most of them were like chucked into the death watch after it happened or that was the well, reason yeah, but, they didn't get killed or something well yeah but they've all come back and so yeah. now there's this one squad or like maybe a company I can't remember it's been a while since I've read it that is just the firstborn guys yeah, and the rest of the chapter everybody is Primaris, else is just Primaris yeah. but those ten guys are not integrating with the rest of the chapter they're always doing their own thing Mm. They're, they're like settling these final debts of honour that their old chapter has to settle before the Primaris just take over and they all ride off into the sunset yeah so they're all sort of still on that penitent crusade sort of thing yeah well, which is kind of cool I like that idea where like a, a chapter is so decimated that Primaris is the only viable path forwards well, stuff like the Ultramarines or the Blood Angels where you've got enough guys that maybe you could there's, a, there's an argument for both of them continuing to develop but yeah. then the question is numbers, right? Like, uh, if a chapter is still capped at 100... No, it's or, not. I know it's not, but, like, what's the new cap? Is it, like, 150, 200? There, there isn't a there cap. Isn't a cap? Okay. There isn't a cap, yeah. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> produce both, then. Why not? Gilliman, when I wrote this book, I can throw it out the fucking window. Right, there's that um, whole... Um, what is it? The, fuck, the... Um, the bit that he rubs out before he actually... Before he dies the first time. Where it's like, even the codex is not infallible. Don't stick to oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, opt-out yeah, yeah, clause. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yes... But no, maybe yeah, the guidelines. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, because you've got double... Um, you've at least got double companies in the stuff. Like, when yeah. you read through... Because I, I was having a look at Because there's stuff, now, like, Primaris second captains and Stunty second captains. Yeah, and, and so, like, you're, you're looking at at least 2,000 Marines in a chapter, just looking at that organisation, and there's nothing that says that it wouldn't be just as many as they can fucking put into chapters I guess like, the, no... the restricting point then is the facilities you have available in terms of like apothecarians and stuff yeah that's exactly right and it's, I'd imagine like, then Primaris the... would get priority but if you don't have a Primaris if guy, you chuck the master well, with yes, somebody is, that's is predisposed okay yeah, to it yeah, yeah, and yeah, believes yeah, yeah. that they're useful and all the rest but of I guess it. if you've got yeah. if you don't have a Primaris bun in the oven and you've got the resources to make a firstborn you may as well crap out a firstborn yeah, yeah. but I don't know that they're a priority anymore yeah, no, I, I'm just, I'm just sort the of thinking like, like there would probably, like, like there would probably be situations where, yeah, you know, you don't, and I mean, like, there's a lot of chapters that don't have, there's a lot of fleet based chapters, there are a lot of yeah. chapters that may not have the ability to do big fucking areas of just because they're all built in fucking tanks, like they're all test tubes basically. Primaris, yeah, uh, the first ones were the new ones are built like normal marines. You just chuck in the extra organs. Oh, are they? I thought yeah. they still had to be no, tanked. No, you take your you take your starving team, you load them full with a couple of extra organs, uh, ah. and then you put the the last one, the Belisari Infernus or whatever it is, in last. Uh, okay, because I thought they were talking about like he was giving them like the 
he, whatever he, the pods were. I it's think like, it was here's some space rooms we've already made, yeah. and then here's here's the incubation chambers to make more of them. And my my understanding was just yeah yeah whack the whack the meat in one side, and it came out like Steve Rogers bigger on the <laughs> other side kind of thing. No, they're still they're still surgically implanted. Um, all of its and pieces uh... go in. I was trying to find the picture I sent through the other day, but I couldn't. I couldn't find it. It's like the. I think it's on Lexicanum still now. It's like yeah, the, the creating a space marine one. Yeah. Uh, creating a. Uh, by the way, for those of you who are real lawheads and who are screaming at us for getting everything wrong as we're talking, shut up. Uh, well, you could <laughs> shut up, or you could jump on the Facebook or the socials and get at us and tell us what we've got wrong. Um, you know, interaction is great. We'd love to hear from you, um, even if it's just to tell us how fucking wrong we are. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There it is. Um, Creation of a space marine on Lexicanum. So it is... Da, 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 da. So hang on. Have they updated the stages or is this the one that I was thinking they have. of from so like a million years ago? Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3 are as normal. Yeah. The secondary uh, heart, Primaris, Alpha, Primaris, Primaris, Alpha, beta. Primaris, Beta are the two where you get the sinew yeah. coils and the Magnificate. I think the Belisarian Furnace goes in there as well, but it's like an extra add-on, so they don't really care. Yeah. Um, then you get all the other stuff, right? The the Hamerstamen, the Laramans Organ, the Cataspin Node... Uh, the preomnor, the omnifega, the multi-lung, the oculobe, Lyman's ear, yeah. the cesarean membrane, uh, the melanchrome, the elytic kidney, and the neuroglottis. <laughs> there was a point in my life where I would have been able to read to all of those and remember those. what the fuck they all did as well. And there's more after that, but... Yeah. Um, where did we get up to? Uh, Lyman's ear, and uh, melanchromatic, elytic, neuroglottis. Ah, uh, the mucronoid, which is the, the spit acid one, right? No, that's the sweaty one. Uh, yeah, uh, no, the Betcher's gland is the acid. Betcher's gland, yes. But not everybody has that. No, if you're, if, if, if you're a son of Dawn, you don't have yes. it. You don't have the ability yeah, yeah. to spit acid. Uh, and then you get your black carapace at the end. Yep. So that's all still the same, right? You've just got those two extra primera steps at the start that give them the the heart restart machine and the grow bigger. The grow part. bigger, which I'm imagining is the sinew coils is the yeah, grow bigger I thing, right? So. Yeah. Um, I can remember that the Catalespian node. That's the one is... that lets them. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it says here. So, so implantation occurs between fourteen to seventeen years in phase six. That's when the hypnotherapy begins. Yep. So that's when they that's when they put the um, and it changes from chapter to chapter as well how they deploy how they it. it. Yeah. If you're a first founding chapter, in a lot of cases you still have like um, they talk about. Well, I mean, I haven't read about it in years, but back in like seconds, they literally had like fucking hoods that yes. they put on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just sat in chambers with hoods on and yep. just had shit like fucking forced into their yeah, heads. Yeah, like um, uh, clockwork orange into their brains. Yeah, yep. yeah, pretty much. Um, what else yep. do we... Uh, if you're an Imperial Fist, you're also in a pain glove the whole time because they're into that sort of thing. Are you in it the entire time? No, I no, thought no, there was no, just periods not, where you had to go into it and When you make a boo-boo, and... you go in the pain glove. For fun, like at certain points, you go in the pain yeah, glove. Yeah, they, they make them go uh, through trials. once you're a space marine, stuff. for fun, sometimes yeah, you just, in the pain just, glove. Yeah, just do that shit, yeah. Um... I know that the... Um, I'm pretty sure it's the Laramans organ. Yep. That's the one that does clotting, right? Yeah. La- the Laramans organ promotes clotting and um, recovery. Yep. Lyman- the Lyman's ear is the... That's the hear everything, it's, right? No, it's the... So, oh, that's the internal balance one. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. so our, our inner ear has liquid inside of it, yes. right? And as the liquid moves, yes. like it fucks that's us right. up and yep. that's why we get like travel sickness and vertigo yes. and stuff yeah, yeah yeah they don't have any liquid and it's completely um contained yep um that's right yes uh the sus and membrane uh that's the one that lets them sleep is no, the no that's the one that uh that lets is this the sand membrane the one that wakes them up um 
No, the sarsan membrane is the thing that lets them survive in space. That's right, yes. It's the one that they can secrete the, the wax over their bodies. Uh, no, it? it's not. No? Uh, oh, so it's a suspended animation one. It's when they yeah, get no, sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. no, no, no. There's a... The... the uh, mucronoid is the one that lets them secrete the waxy stuff on their skin. Ah, uh, okay. But the susan membrane is the membrane one that lets them... them into hibernation. Yeah, shut down part of the brain yeah. and do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, if you remember the old... Uh, uh, what's his face Ian Watson novel Space Marine there's the uh, the Space Marine who has his arms and legs cut off and it's who is fucking cannon man yeah that's right and who is embedded in concrete yes from the waist down yep, yep, um, yep. and who is now unable to urinate which the book goes to great pains to let you know um, yep. but he's talk about world building that's right he's in a state of suspended animation <laughs> at that point because he was waiting for someone to come around and rescue him the melanochrome is the that's a skin change that's the right? skin one yep. which means you react to radi- like the radiation in any yep. given uh, which is why it's not racist that all of my space marines are white yeah. right <laughs> Well, they talk. They talk about the monochrome as being like almost an instantaneous thing. Um, yeah, that's right. It just flicks for. I'm trying to think what book it, it might have been the um, Brotherhood of the Snake. Um, yeah, they talk about right. they, they talk about change. somebody like taking their helmet yeah, off on a planet and their skin just flips and it goes. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like um, transitional lenses yeah. just goes like darker. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Radiation sort of triggers it, right? And yeah, yeah, so yeah. It basically stops them from getting cancers rads, and just, like yeah. getting sunburnt and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ulitic kidney is That's obviously the, the, poisons one? the poison one and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, oh, I know what the armophagia is. That's the eat brains. It's and the eat the brain they, and yeah. get their get their get memories their thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, classic. Um, and the neuro the neuroglottis. I can't remember what the fuck that one is. The last one that goes into it. Uh, That's further down. Well, obviously the the, the multi lung is the the third lung that allows them to um. Oh. process like poisonous gases and shit yeah the neuroglottis is the chem lab in their mouth where they can identify individual tastes and oh okay yeah 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 that's right taste. yeah 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 um yep and then the betcher's gland is the spit acid one yeah. and the progenoids are making new space marine what's the preomnor uh which which number is that seven phase seven at 14 phase to 16 seven, years preomnor uh oh it's the pre-stomach so oh okay that some eat things that are inedible like concrete it, yep <laughs> No, it is, it is kind of cool. Like, if you go back and you, like, reread, like, what a space marine is, yes. right? You're just, you're just left going, like, no how wonder the they... fuck does the Tau Empire still exist? Well, yes. As you read what a space marine is, it's like, no wonder they took over most of the galaxy during the Great Crusade, right? When they're all fighting... Hundreds one. of thousands of these bastards yeah. just got unleashed on, like, everything, yep. and it was like... Even when you've got a psychopath like Angron going, take this planet in, like... 25 hours or I'm going to kill one in 10 of you yeah they're going to go into it it's yeah, yeah. and I mean like, like fucking hang on anyway, that's a different <laughs> different podcast him and fucking Kurt. anyway <clears throat> we should do that though we should do that as a podcast and just get just this is the angry podcast we're going to talk about Angron it's not angry for the reasons you think it's going no, to be no that's angry. right yeah, yeah I'm angry at Angron not with him um so what are we this talking about had, today? This, this is the reason we don't do this in person anymore. Is because we end true. up down rabbit holes about. It's true. Yeah, I'm, look, it's it's on topic. We were that was a very. You know, I think it was a good question. What are we talking about today? Well, space marines, apparently. <laughs> um, no, okay. So we're going to uh, we're going to forge a narrative. Uh, yes, we Doug bought with him the uh, sci-fi um, concept cards. Concept cards, uh, which if I think 
three episodes ago, four episodes ago, we Something did one. Like that, and we ended yeah. up with a. Was that the one where we ended up with the florist shop and the Inquisitor? That's the one. Yes, the the undercover Inquisitor in a florist shop on a yeah Death World or whatever. No, he was in love with the woman. That's that right. He was in love with the, the florist. Yes, he was in love with the florist. She was That's a double right. agent. She was a double. Yes, yeah. and they were trying to like somebody that had some sort of Inception brain machine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was a good story. I thought that was fun. That was very good. good. Uh, so we're going to do another one of those uh, to start. I mean, to say start off, we're now at the 32 minute mark. <laughs> to continue. Uh, then we're going to have a bit of a chat about um, the FAQ of the FAQ of the F. I think it am. Yeah. This is the FAQ of the FAQ very quickly. And then the designer's notes on the FAQ of the FAQ. Yes. Yeah. Um, have a bit of a chat about that. Um, I want to have a bit of a chat because I've been immersing myself in fan fiction. Um, of all things, as <laughs> horrific as that sounds. Um, you know the, the bit in Terminator where the guy comes out of the molten fucking like... Uh, Terminator 2? Yep. And he fucking comes out of like the, like, the steel plant. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, yeah. That's like, what it feels like, yeah. like immersing yourself in fan fiction <laughs> sometimes. Um, so I want to have a chat about that, uh, which is pretty cool. Big thumbs up out of the, out of the yeah. other from you. <laughs> How you going, Andrew? This is fine. <laughs> Um, so I have a bit of a chat about that. Uh, I've got a hobby. I've got. Sorry, I'm just. We've got the recording. I usually don't look at the recording laptop when I'm recording because <laughs> we're doing it through Skype, right? Yes. And we, we've got Audacity just running at the moment, and it just stopped. Yep. It just froze, and it's like ah. Uh, so we're going to have a hobby hack at the end, which nice. I've got a hobby hack for. Wonderful. Uh, was there anything you wanted to talk about? No, that sounds good. Uh, maybe the Hawksbury Hammer tournament that's coming up yes 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 yes, yes, yes well do we want to do forest shop yeah, adventures let's let's, let's and then we'll narrative. do um signals from the front and then we'll do meat and potatoes perfect all right then cool uh so how do we want to do this are we just drawing one out of each deck yeah let's go i have uh, i'll give you the locations one. okay so i've got the like so there's uh, if you haven't been through this before basically uh there was a kickstarter that doug backed because he thought it was enamel pins and it turned out <laughs> to be cards um, so we have the planet cards, the location cards, and the character cards. And basically, so three decks of cards. Uh, we shuffle them. We draw one, one card each. from each. So one from each, and we try and build a 40k style narrative. Yeah. From the stuff we draw. So planets are so planets are normally like either a an actual planet, obviously, mm. or like a space station. And they're a bit a, um. They, they, these cards are a bit star trekky in terminology yeah, and stuff, a little bit which is something you'll hear so like i think they took out like m class planets yeah 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 yeah. Although i think nasa almost kind of has kind Pretty of much borrowed that shit yeah. by this point yeah it has its, it has its little star trek type designations kicking around um but the yeah. locations are things like we had a florist shop last time which is where that sort of is coming from um but also you know it could be things like a military outpost or something like that um and then we have characters and characters are like either individuals or like groups of people or things like that yeah, yeah normally yeah, yeah. normally you'd use it for like role play games and stuff but um the like you know it, it's also good for like so you use it to generate a place uh with people in it who your characters are interacting with yeah so like if you if you go into a new area and you know i've got to quickly generate seven or eight characters for you to interact with i just flip over seven character cards and there they are behind my dm screen yeah, uh, and um, it's uh, it, it, it's a really really cool resource. Um, yeah, I've I've actually really liked it too. We were talking a little bit off air about creating armies based on lore that's not like a novel or like that's not existing lore. So coming up with your own. Army. Well, that was kind of what I was going to talk about with the the lore section a little bit yeah. later on, and, and so, all that. But yeah. this is great for that sort mm. of thing because you just flip them over at random. And you're like, can I yes. make something out of this? Or if you don't want to you know leave it to chance, just look at all the cards and pick the ones you like. Yeah, oh, of course that. you don't have to have it random. You've got like. 
What do you reckon so, that is? I think it's fifty. Eight. It's a full deck. So there's like there's suits, there's face cards, there's numbers. Oh, so it's really? fifty-two I cards. Yeah. Okay, so you got fifty. You got three decks of fifty-two cards and yeah. all that so stuff. So tons of options. I would like to pick the characters' cards. So you can have the planets and the location cards. Okay. for this one. Cool. So our planet for this one uh, is called Begis or Begis, whichever you like. Uh, Begis is a paradise. Every organism lives in harmony. Visitors quickly discover they become a part of this Eden and find it very hard to leave. Fuck, it's the Tau Empire. It is a little bit Tau empire <laughs> eh? I feel like our setting is is kind of the, the Tau Empire on this one. So normally what you've got is you've got some other things that you can look at as well, right? So like hearts, uh, spades, and diamonds, which are like little extra add-ons that you can you can throw for me. Hearts, uh, di- uh, hearts oh, clubs, spades. or diamonds. Hang on, I'm just going to grab Sorry, a hearts, pen. spades, or diamonds. So spades, uh, it's a perfect world. Every part of B just finds their perfect environmental niche. So anybody that has anything to do with science fiction knows the moment that somebody tells you something is perfect, yeah. they're probably sacrificing somebody to an unknowable evil. So one of the other cool things about this card is if you flip it upside down, it gives you a twist as well. Oh, let's I do that. I think we might use the twist as well. So it's a paradise. Everything lives in harmony. Everything finds its place. Everything has its own environmental niche. But also... Yeah. Uh, B just needs negative emotions. Rather than make every part suffer... A small, a small number of people suffer to experience it for everyone. Holy fucking shit, that sounds horrific. So, still the Tau Empire though, right? Like, some small section of it just... I'm thinking Kimura? Yeah, Kimura, potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, with less dark, nasty filters over it? You know what it feels like? It feels like Komarag when they've got, like, the queen visiting. They clean up, yeah. put everything away. It looks great. But then there's still, yeah, there's still the blood arena in the middle that everybody's suffering in. Okay, so it's a paradise world. Sorry, I'm just writing this yep. down so I can get it onto a page and then conceptualize what we're doing. Paradise. Um, but a small group suffers for everybody. Okay, do we, do we want to start building on anything? or do we want to Let's flip, flip everything over and then we'll see what we've got. So where are we on beaches? Our location is Dovel Chibo. This restaurant uses augmented reality and holograms to change the environment to suit whatever is being eaten. Uh, this time, choose for me diamonds, hearts, or clubs. Uh, diamonds. Diamonds. Food is real, but each cuisine has a holographic environment to match. So that's fine. Well, that's kind of just exactly what I was saying, right? Yeah. So, so what I think was... there might be one there that's like, the, the environment's real, but the food is fake. Um, <laughs> but the food is real, so it's a restaurant that uses all What was the name of the room? Uh, Dovel Chino. Oh, sorry, Dovel Chibo. Dovel Chibo. Uh, and our twist. Yeah. <laughs> that's not too bad. For special clients, the restaurant can create some simulations of almost anywhere from historical recreations to pure fantasy. So for the right price, they can put you okay. anywhere. Right, so it's a holodeck restaurant, basically. basically yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there's a paywall. <laughs> um, all right, and now we're going to uh, generate a character. Yeah. Um, oh, hang on. That's not. That's not actually a Is character. That not actually a character. No, it's a it's a cover identity. Which oh, is that's the one we got last time. Yeah, we, we can do one. this also. The aces are like special things. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that ace we used last. Okay, time. Edwin Jackson. Did we do Edwin that, Jackson? That last was time? the. Did we not Clearly shuffle I didn't these? Shuffle. I did. But okay, I I'm going to cut this deck. Well sorry, sorry. Bear with us here. Um, technical difficulties. <laughs> All right, we have Trist- Tristram Mal Mallory. 
Yeah, it's Tristram Mallory. Yep. Okay, my yeah, Mallory. Yeah, my brain's not working. That's my tongue. Tristram does not have a job because he does not need one. His uncle left him a planet in a trust fund, and he lives off the interest from that. I mean, definitely sounds like an imperial noble. It's true. Uh, can we have a spade, club, or a heart? Uh, let's go hearts. <laughs> to have fun in new ways. With unlimited free time and money, he's tried most drugs already. I mean, this is this is maybe boding really well for Tristram. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah, and then um, uh, do we want do we want his twist? We, uh, we can if you like, but we don't have to. Um, I mean, like, it's he's pretty good as is. Yeah, I don't think it adds anything. Okay, cool. I'm just gonna say that. So, okay, so we've got um, Beegis, yep, Dovel, Dovel Chibo, Dovel Chibo, and Trissom Mallory. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, just to re- re- recap, so Beegis is a paradise world, but it does require there seems to be some requirement for people to suffer and yep. produce negative emotions. So there is a group of people. Do we know anything about those people, or it's just no, as a group just, of people? There's a sh- group of people who suffer, who so, suffer so everybody else can have a nice time, yep. right? And then Dovel Chibo is a holodeck restaurant where your environment changes to match the food. Yep. But they can put you anywhere if you pay them enough money. Yes. And then we've got a dude that got a planet and a trust fund. Yep. Who's done all the drugs already. So I wonder if Tristram owns Beegis. So that's the planet that he got in the trust fund, like in the inheritance. Ooh. Uh, and so he's the planetary governor, or whatever we want to call him. Okay, yep. In a section of the galaxy that is so safe that he's got nothing to do except take drugs. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty Which sure is... they, they do that in the middle of wars well, in the true. Imperium yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. right? Yeah, so safe enough to do all the drugs, which basically means anywhere in the Imperium. Um, or the Eye of Terror, I guess. Um... And I mean, look, like, paradise worlds do exist. Mm. Like, Kalth was a paradise world. Yes. Baal was a paradise world. Yep. So paradise worlds are something that exists in the Imperium, right? You yes. just don't generally hear about them unless they're no longer paradise worlds. I was worlds. going to say Talon was pretty nice to the um, virus bonded. Not paradise worlds. Oh no, but like but Kalth and Baal yeah, are specifically yeah, mentioned legit. as being yeah. paradise worlds. Um, Krieg? No, Krieg was just no, a hive, Krieg, right? Krieg was an industrial world. Yeah, and then yeah. they nuked themselves. Yeah. Because <laughs> of course they did. Um, I wonder so I'm going to modify the cards a little bit for my take Ooh. on this one so I wonder if Tristram got the planet as an inheritance yeah um, and perhaps this is the start of a Warhammer horror story or something uh, the, the planet to all sort of surface intents looks great everybody loves it inquisitors who visit have a great time all that sort of thing one so of it's the, so it's a caters to the imperial elite yeah caters to the imperial elite yeah. everybody loves it um, you know one or two high lords of terror have been known to go and dine there um, yep. The Dovel Chibo is the premier restaurant on the planet. It takes up most of a continent on its own because it's Imperium and everything is and of course it takes up a continent. grandiose. Yeah, yep. love it. Um, but the thing that is they had to melt the continent down like they did on Ulanor, but they're doing it for a restaurant. That's in right. This case. They're just doing yep. it for a diner. Love it. Um, but the Chibo, instead of the food being real, the suffering class is the food. Fuck it. <laughs> So there is a like a slave caste that is harvested for meat and then served to the high high elite who eat it in all sorts of fancy settings. And don't realise And don't realise it because it's seasoned so well and the cooks are the best in the galaxy. They're probably Dark Eldar. So um, basic, basically it's like that Future Armor episode where the secret ingredient is LSD. Yeah, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. with a little harmless LSD. LSD, yeah. Uh, yeah, because Mallory <laughs> has so many drugs, he can... 
So, okay, perhaps as part of that, there's a soporific that floats through the Dovolcino. Of course there is. That right. sort of lulls you into enjoying whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and so he continues to make a shitload of money because all of the Imperial elite come and visit all the time. Uh, yeah. And nobody looks too hard because everybody loves the Dovolcino. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, if you flick the lights on, it's really like a charnel house. Yeah. And it's, like, yep. fucking pain and suffering. Once they're, once they're closed for the day and the holiday gets turned off, it's just chains and meat hooks, as far as the eye can see. Fucking hell. My favorite part would be that there's, like, a teppanyaki chef in there who's cutting up slabs of meat into small, like, you know, uh, tapas-style cubes and shit. And as soon as the hologram falls off, it's like an orc with a chopper. And just, it's like, <laughs> bits of people. All it's just a mad dock. Just yeah, just like, like, bam! <laughs> yeah. Oh. I love it. I love it. Do do we feel like potentially there is some sort of um, that's that's what's what's going on, and then you know potentially he's because obviously he, he's making people eat other people, and mm-hmm. you know he's making it this incredible experience that they think is the the greatest experience of their lives, and people will like you know sell family fortunes just to come to this mm. planet to feed at this restaurant like once in their life, sort of thing. Um, that there is some sort of like very slaneshy kind of potentially fall off a cliff and you know all of a sudden that's not a waitress it's a demon at yeah I was wondering that I kind of like the idea of Warhammer Horror, horror without demons I kind of like Ooh, the idea that it's can just we do that? an evil dude. is that a thing we can do can we know. do it without the well, demons Doug um, I don't know what's that what's the what's the Eisenhorn one of their lives in the ruins of their cities where the, the guard regiment comes back and they see heresy everywhere and they just murder people oh the Samita third yes, or whatever yeah, they are yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the ears of ears of corn yeah wait whatever yes, it is yeah, yeah, yeah not, yeah, not yeah. K-H-O yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> K-O-R you know what I mean like the, those sorts of stories where it's just people yeah. being absolutely horrible does Tristram know considering he's done so many drugs yep Right, he's just done all the drugs, lots of drugs. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Does he know what he's doing is completely and utterly fucked up? Like, is he actually an evil person, or is he somebody that just has? So- because I mean, like, you read his card, right? Yep. And it's you know his um you know with unlimited free time and money, he's tried most drugs already. Like, it, it feels to me that it's just a diversion that's become. So I wonder then if the are we attributing malice? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just not paying attention and Dovel Chivo had to, or wanted to maximise profits. So he's not actually that evil. He's no, just he's like, just fucked out of his mind yeah. kind of thing yep. and people seem to be enjoying it. So and my favourite part would be, person, he somewhere. could be drugged out of his skull and come into Dovel Chivo and they just hologram him up so that he looks like a presentable planetary governor. So what you're saying is that Do- Dovel Chibo is actually running the planet. Yes. And they, they have completely, like, enraptured Tristram. Actually, there's no reason they, they couldn't run hologram him, him completely, like... right? Well, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like, you leave him it... on a chaise lounge, drugged out of his skull, and yeah. then... But there's, there's like, a little curtain section somewhere yep. in Dovel Chibo, and he's just all... He's been in there for a very long time, and nobody's noticed that he's... That the thing that's actually out there running the planet that doesn't really need much running... Yep. is not actually Tristram it's yes. a body double or something yep. like yep, that yep, yep. my favourite part about that then would be how many High Lords of Terra or how many Imperial Nobles could you replace with body doubles if they come to Dovel Chibo ooh is Dovel Chibo run by circle because <laughs> yes, I feel like that. that's where we're going with yeah, this yeah, right yeah. <laughs> well yeah either that or perhaps it's like a I mean I don't want a like a, a horror setting to be tell you what though great start for a Gene Stealer cult army 
they just keep dropping in fourth generation hybrids that have been slightly like holographically altered. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah, someone yeah, like the yeah, Twisted yeah. Helix who's yeah. doing all the biochemical experiment stuff. Yeah. And they just make a clone of somebody, load them with a little <laughs> bit of gene stealer DNA, and then boot them out into the galaxy. So the only thing, right, is like obviously like the the trope you'd go with here is yep. what I was saying before is basically demons, Slanesh. Right? Hedonism. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's just what this is. It's a paradise planet, world. Yeah. Planet this, disappears into a war vortex, and away you go. Right. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to go that way. And I, yeah. and I wonder whether gene stealers are just a worse trope. I agree. Like a less fitting I, trope. I wouldn't do it, but if I was going to yeah. make a new gene stealer cult army, that's probably not a bad starting point. Or a demon yeah. army, that's probably a good starting point. You know, you know what we could actually do with this? Because we don't want demons, we don't yep. want that. We want to talk about, like, and you brought up the Samata third, yep. right? I think it was the third. Yes. I think it was their third regiment. They just thought other people were demons. That was religious. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's like, right. Like, zeal taken, yeah, like, twisted. Yep. There's a word for it. I can't remember what the word is, where you, like, lose your mind and it's like religious and you think you're yeah whatever that is right so if if somebody on this planet has to suffer right this yep. could just be their interpretation of the imperial creed yeah fair point. okay and it can be preached and the really fucked up thing could be that like the people of B just know what's going on in Dovil Chibo yep. and they actually think Support that it. is the way that yeah. you get closer to the emperor yeah. Is by letting your is by offering yourself up to these off-worlders that are generally nobles and high-ranking yep. imperials, right? Yep. And it's seen yep. as yep. like this great honor, honor yes. to be chosen to suffer. Yes, and be good. and they invert it. So the people that are actually having a nice time, like the inhabitant citizens of Doval Chibo, are not happy about having a, a nice time and being happy because to them. Their idea of the Imperial Creed yeah, is all backwards and the, fucked up and the they rapture, should be suffering. The rapturous experience is being eaten by a High Lord of Terror or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And potentially, because Tristram had this planet left to him, right, by his uncle. So he has no idea. What potentially he was not actually from Beegis. I don't think he is. I no. reckon he, like, turns up on, like, his 21st birthday looking yep. for Uncle Alfred and Uncle Alfred's left him a butler with a message and it's just like, <laughs> this is yours. Yeah. Potentially, he finds out about what's going on. Yep, and cannot handle it. So drugs. So just, just, just all the drugs, mm. and instead just doesn't want to do doesn't anything about it, it yeah. at all. Yep. And potentially, there's like, and so his major domo is a local who knows what's going on, and is who's basically now running the planet. Yep. And there's also a cardinal somewhere or something like there's yes. some somebody that's like part of the imperial church, like a, a Frollo style, sort of yeah, slightly whacked out of his gourd, slightly. Like, <laughs> just completely fucking divorced from reality yep. and everything else. But in no way chaos. Yes. And that gets... That, that it is just... It's the Imperial Creed. Zeal for, that. like, all yeah. that sort of stuff. As much as there wouldn't be that many people in the Imperium that knows that the Emperor eats 100 psychers a day, there is somebody out there that does know the Emperor eats 100 psychers a day. Well, the, the most of the Ecclesiarchy knows it, don't they? Or the high-ranking Ecclesiarch. Well, yeah, surely if you've sort of hung around for a long enough time. Okay, Dovil Chibo, right? Yep. High Lord visits, offhandedly mentions that the Emperor, like, as part of their conversation, mentions that the Emperor eats 100,000 souls a day or whatever. <laughs> One of the serving staff picks it up, or, like, the, the local Ecclesiarch picks it up and is like, yeah. that's a great sermon. Everything goes to shit. Yes. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm sort yeah. of thinking, is it's like, it's it's like the ritual yeah, yeah, yeah. of the, um, the Astronomicon, the, the Astronomicon yeah. right? 
but they've also been told that they can't if they um, express what they are doing then it will be looked down on and it won't be seen as a selfless act if you're telling people what you're doing you've got to be like quiet and meek about your devotion you can't be the hero of this story by being the one who dies you've got to yes. be disguised as you know Plumduff or um, yes State Tartare or whatever yeah yeah rarefied croup flesh it worries me how quickly we were able to plumb the depths of that one. That's good though. That's excellent. And okay. but completely no chaos. No, I know, right? Like potentially, a, like obviously, a doorway somewhere for chaos. Some chaos cult somewhere on the planet, I would imagine. But not they the think main they're point. imperial. They're doing the right thing. Yeah. 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 Which and so, like, there's nobody ringing alarm bells, yep. right? There's nobody that's like, yep, yep, yep. This Great is setting for a uh, dark heresy or a Russian story campaign. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, game. Yeah. Um, let's do that. Nice. There you go. So that is... Um, it's a Dovel Chibo. Absolutely and utterly fucking horrifying. I haven't come across one yet that we could make a regiment out of, though. I mean, because... <laughs> I mean, it's basically any guard regiment that has to resort to cannibalism at some point, right? Is going to sort of ele- try to elevate it, particularly if they're a more pious regiment. Yeah, yeah. Well, well no, there's, there's, there's definitely guard... Um, like I want to even say that the orc hunters of Armageddon have been like occasionally yeah, eat orcs and yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like so, I mean that's probably not. Yeah, it's a vegetarian dish too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mushrooms. Is it vegan? No orcs alive. And no orc would give themselves up like willingly. And yeah, that's, but vegans can eat mushrooms. Yeah, but mushrooms aren't living. But orcs are living. Orcs are co- orcs are conscious. Are they though? Yes, they don't. They have free will. Mm. Freebooters, man. I still feel like if I'm an imperial vegan, I might be able to eat orc on a technicality. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? <laughs> do you... Well, actually, you know, funnily enough, I reckon there's a lot of imperials that basically don't have any meat in their diets anyway. Probably not. Like when you think about it, like, like as much as nutrient paste, right? Like, like as much as a lot of this is like people just screaming at the fucking like podcast at the moment, going, "Oh, the fucking necromunder and like corpse, corpse grinders yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and like soylent green and snowpiercer yep. bars and all this sort of <laughs> shit," right? But I mean, like recycling of like, like you can actually be recycled. You can have your corpse recycled at the moment. Yes, um, and yep. you can have like certain stuff like pulled out of it. Um, so I mean, yeah, like it, obviously it happens. Like somewhere, somewhere yeah. there, there's a like culture of it. Like I mean, space marines were just saying you can Eat literally like, they and, do it as a yeah. tactical thing, yeah. right? But I want to say it might be the mortificators. So you know Artemis, Artemis Rebels, right? Yeah, so they eat people all the time. Yeah, yeah, so they're like insanely savage. Mm-hmm. Like if if like you ever read anything about their chapter, like they're fucking psychopaths. Artemis is like, the most level-headed. Artemis out of all does. Of them. It doesn't make sense that Artemis is actually a mortificator because I think he's he just been in the Death Watch too long. Yeah, he's he, he, hanging out with Ultramarines for too long. He's just <laughs> chilled the fuck out. Because I mean, like these are dudes that literally like fucking just cover themselves in dead bodies like they're basically kind of like night lords they just cover themselves in dead bodies but I I have a feeling they have like a ritual within their chapter where when when their brothers die they They actually consume them Um, and then they take on like they believe the spirit passes on and all that sort of stuff and they're very um, they're one of the only not one of the only but they're one of the most strongest chapters that took from their recruiting world so all that comes from the feral world that they recruit from I can't remember what it's called but um yeah, yes. so I mean, like, I it's agree. not... Yeah. It's not unheard of, but that sort of... Not grand deception, but that sort of level of society yes. eating people is the... Yeah, that's that's the, that's the craziness. And yeah. not knowing they're doing it yes. and having it as some, like, crazy religious experience for the dude that's getting fucking chomped on. Eaten. Yeah. 
It yep. is, yeah. Well, there you well, go. There uh, you go. We hope you enjoyed your, your trip to Vegas. Uh, we have a doggy bag for you. That's right. Uh, that you can take it home. And how it's, would you handle doggy bags? Uh, well, you, 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 you've ever been to the restaurants where they make like the, they use like the, the alfoil and the swans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, nice. Why has my swan got a human face? <laughs> I would be horrified. I guess if you're stamped into hamburger patties, it doesn't really matter. But I mean, surely at Dovolcino, Chibo, that's that's not what they're not getting hamburgers, well, but, right? Or is it? Well, no. But the experience is that the well, no, you can have anything you want. Holograms. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. The holograms oh, of the environment. Yes. Remember, I said I twisted it slightly so that you're hologramming oh, the bits of people. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. as long as it's some sort of protein that is yeah. being served, you could hologram that to look like yeah. whatever you want and season it to be whatever you want. Yeah. So, uh, so apparently, I mean, we're meat. Meat's yes. edible, yep. depending on how you cook it, pretty much. Yep. Unless you're poisonous and humans aren't poisonous. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's something. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. So, um, <laughs> that was enjoyable. That was good. Quite so, like a trip to Beaches. It's always nice. Like you were saying, right? This is those sort of Star Trek style setups. It's nice to grimdark them up a little bit sometimes and be like, what's yeah. the worst possible extreme so you know how like people people do like um they like make films and they're just like we have to make this place seem like so basically mexico right and it's not it's just what they do when you have those gritty films and you go you cross from america and mexico yep. and it's just like yellow filter yep yep yep, um, yep and stuff like that it's just like star trek grimdark filter mm-hmm. <laughs> nice cool well hopefully you all had fun i don't i don't know what you'd have as um I feel they would have like um, fraternus, uh, fraternus militia as like their yeah. You'd use the 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 devotee um, set from Vigilus. What are that? What are those ones? The, the melee focused. Yeah, yeah. The guards with the breaches they everywhere. Happen to have cleavers. Yeah, that's right. Wearing and then yeah, that's right. All of the and for um, some reason all the all, all, all the, the chimeras have are... chefs hats and yeah, and the chimeras are all called meat blankets. Yeah, right. <laughs> big, big like barbecue grills hanging off the yeah. side of them. Awesome, very cool. Uh, signals from the front. Signals from the front. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Um, so I've been trying to do uh, way too much hobby that just hasn't been working. Um, the universe has been against me. Uh, so the big thing for me is I've decided to try and break my hobby goals down into weekly goals mm. um, because one of the big issues I was finding, and I had a chat with somebody the other day and they were saying this to me. Who was it? Um, I can't remember who it was, somebody. And they were basically saying like, do you ever have that thing where you like, you sit down to do some hobby and your thought is, I'm going to sit down and do some hobby and you don't plan it and you end up just sitting at your your workspace mm-hmm. or like going through your garage or your pile of shit you don't get any hobby done but you spend three hours looking at shit and you actually get more depressed by it so i was kind of having moments like that and mm. where i was like oh i'm gonna sit there and do something and i just sit there and stare at something and then just watch netflix or something yep. um so more contained goals so what mm. i've been trying to do this week was i wanted to get um decals done on my cadence yep uh, which I've started doing, which is good. Um, those old Cadian decals are fucking terrible. Really? Yeah, they're. And then they're the ones I'm using are the ones that you gave me. Okay. So they're actually older than that. They're okay. like first gen ones. I was going to so say I've the ones that I've got ones that I'm using on my Aeronautica stuff are fine. Okay. Once you get some set and soul in them. Yeah. So the the ones the ones that I was cutting up, which I would say, are, as I said, probably first generation Battle Force boxes <laughs> um, from like 2002, 2003. Um, they weren't releasing from the paper mm. and then when i was trying to just slide a blade under it would just rip it apart completely 
um, which wasn't yeah. great. So I went through like three or four Cadian gate insignias before I managed to get one onto a shoulder pad. Um, but they were good now that they're on. Um, so doing one of those, I was going to do some bases for them. Mm. And I decided I didn't want to just dump sand on a base and pan it up. I'm like, oh, I'll do something a bit more than that. And then there were no resin bases I could buy because obviously pandemics and stuff um so i was like great i'll just make some i've got some cork somewhere in here that mm. i bought a million years ago can't find the cork that's fine the place up the street sells cork go to the place up the street sorry i don't sell cork anymore so i'm not doing bases this week that's <laughs> gonna be when i get some more cork um so no, i'll be painting some uh blood angel salt mm. greens which has been yes. really cool so stunties um, so yeah well they're technically 30k guys um, yeah, right. because i've been sort of jumping between primaris and 30k blood angels which is kind of good because it, it lets you keep rolling but kind of go oh, i'm bored of playing with stunties or i'm bored of doing this i'm bored of doing that and i can jump between them yep. and one of the things i'm finding is i'm trying to like blood angel up the primaris from indominus mm. um so they've all got like head swaps and i'm like swapping arms and stuff over which is cool um what it's leaving me with is a lot of like beheaded and like lacking arms and hands like stunty marines <laughs> so like i chopped up a borrowed some stuff off the jump pack chaplain yep. and all that sort of thing uh and i was like oh, it's a cool model i should do something i'm like oh i'll just make a 30k dude so played around and did that and then yep. what the stuff i chopped up for that then became oh that would be cool for this <laughs> and i'll chop that up so it's kind of like this ongoing um ongoing kind of thing which nice. is cool so uh hopefully i can get those guys finished by the end of the weekend which would be very cool other than that not a lot excellent how about yourself what have you been yes what have i been doing i uh ordered my arvis lighters i'm hoping they come in soon uh for aaron did you just say they're coming today i hope they are you hope they come i'm soon. unsure if they actually are depends on how long it takes to uh i assume it's coming on a boat <laughs> at this point i'm on a boat yeah pretty much yeah um, so, so probably I will see them in November. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I ordered them, which should be fun. I, in the end, I didn't order the pun- the vultures. Oh, you didn't get the vultures. I didn't get the vultures because it's seventy four, seventy five bucks for two. Yeah, somebody was telling me they were like really expensive. It's the same to buy. Uh, so in Australia, I know in the UK it's slightly different and prices are just overall better in the uk but also a little bit more granular um here it's the same as a box of marauders okay and there's more plastic in a marauder Marauder than than there is resin in a vulture although given the gates that are on them from the people (laughs) who get them uh, that's probably not actually true the other big like turnoff for me was that they only came with the punisher cannons oh okay the pictures show them with the sky strike missile cradles that they meant to come with but they don't have those Oh, so you reckon we're going to get like an upgrade set for them or something? I reckon what they'll do is kind of like they've done with a few other things, like the the um, Dominus Knights, right? How you've got the Castellan and the Valiant. We'll get another separate box or something. What we'll get is a squad, a pack of Vultures of Punishers, a pack of Vultures yep. of Sky Strikes. Possibly that one will just be Sky Strikes and Hell Strikes because I don't know how many Vultures with Hell Strikes they would sell. Yes. So it'll probably just be Vulture with Punishers, Vulture with Missiles. I'm surprised they'd sell that many many with just Punisher cannons, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Your niche I, game, niche unit within niche if game. If they had come with both, I probably set. would have bought a box. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I've printed one off Thingiverse. Yes. Anyway, with that I, I uh, designed some Punishers to go on yeah, and then so I had enough like spare Missiles any, that right? I could... So I've yeah. got one with Punishers, one with missiles and one with hellstrike missiles cool so i can do just about anything with my uh, a 
effectively Apache helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> um, Going for speed limits on the northern road. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was really good. Um, uh, what else have I been doing? I have been painting my new Aeronautica terrain. That came in from Creaky Bones. Yes, yes. The other day, I picked it up. I've modified my old sort of basic hex-shaped habs and stuff so that they look a bit more like buildings and a little bit less like just markers. Um, which are coming up really, really well. So can people download those, buy those off you yet? Not or yet. Is it... okay. They're probably... So what's going to happen is, and this is perhaps a, a fresh take for the podcast, ooh, which is good, ooh. fresh from Breath of Destiny. Um, it's nice when you own both things. <laughs> you just one on the other. Um, uh, is that will probably come out in a Kickstarter. Okay. Where you'll cool. have the option of buying the Imperial, the Orc, or the Tower set, or all three. Lovely. Um, and then as stretch goals, I'll knock up a Chaos set and an Eldar set, and you can just buy however many sets you want out of that. Yeah, nice. So obviously when you do that, we'll put the links up on the yes. Facebook page. That's and that sort of still a ways away, stuff. Yeah. I don't but... think that'll happen before sort of November-ish. Okay, cool. Um, but it's something to get, get hype the... about. Yeah, that's right. The Imperial stuff is basically done, which is great, but now I've got to do the Orc stuff and the Tower stuff Tower's at least, yep. and then I can launch it and maybe have some whips for the, the Chaos and the, the Eldar yeah, stuff. Yeah, nice. Very cool. Maybe some crons. It's hard when I don't know what other races they're going to actually release. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I yeah, I've been trying to find quite consistently for the last well since the beginning of the year actually. Um, I've been trying to find the Aeronautica community. Yeah, and I don't think it actually exists. No, there's some of us on Facebook, but that's about it. I mean, but and it's, nobody's playing. But yeah, it's it's sort of a bit of a and I mean like yeah, pandemic, but I, like. It's a, it's an odd one. Like, I mean, you can lift if you lift up enough rocks, you find the Titanicus guys. Yes, right. Like they're, yep. you know where they are. I don't know what the deal is with the Aeronautica guys though. Like, it just they've got to be somewhere. But it, potentially they're not. They're people that maybe don't use Facebook. Maybe. Uh, I also feel like they're sometimes the Titanicus players. Oh, you see, I was thinking that as well. I was thinking like, like to me, Titanicus and Aeronautica in my mind just make yep. great bedfellows, right? Yep. And I mean, I did see a photo. Somebody had actually done the double. Yep. table the yep. other day yep. 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 although I don't know how you move the titans that are no, on the that was table was that was my big issue with too. it yeah. you need like a stick it's just yeah like it would just be like it would yeah. just be annoying yes um, but that doesn't seem to particularly be the case okay. I, I it's it's an odd one I would have expected somewhere out there there is so I mean if there's any listeners here that can tell me where you know what strange underground nightclub mm. um you know, they play Aeronautica and I'd love to know where it is and, and be a part of it. Um, yes. um, but speaking of, Luca and I had some great games at our event. Yes, uh, yes, A yes, couple yes. weeks ago, a couple weeks ago now? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, there yeah. you go. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that was really good. So he brought his orcs, I brought my Astro Militarum helicopter attack wing. Yep. Um, six las cannons is a bit rough. <laughs> Especially when they don't cost much more than a fighter bomber. Yeah, like it's yeah, meh. it it feels like a lot of the stuff you were sort of saying to me about the the new Imperial Guard units and all mm. that sort of stuff. Um, that movement's the most important part of that game. Yep, without a doubt. Um, and they're letting people just break the movement phase, like just with hover, ignore it. Yeah, just park uh, there and be like, here's six seems cannons. a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, so there's that, and there's also the fact that Games Workshop is overpointing weight of fire and not. Yeah, you were saying and that. not scaling uh, effectiveness of fire to match. So, like a a Daka jet with ten shots is valued more by GW than a Valkyrie with a twin link laser cannon in the nose. Yeah, yeah, just or about the same. Seem to make a lot which of is sense. not quite right. Yeah, I don't think because it's like a with a Daka jet, it's a third of a third of your shots that are getting through. Yeah. Whereas with the 
um, the Valkyrie, it's, you know, if you've got six Laz Cannon shots, a third of those get through, but you're hitting on twos and sixes cause extra damage, so. Yeah, like, yeah, damage potential doesn't sort of stack yeah. up. I think one thing that's sort of, and I mean, I, I started thinking this uh, before AI sort of, but probably like Titanicus when it came mm. out was how much support these games are actually going to get. Now, Titanicus yeah. has got buckets of support. Yeah, Like more support than you would have imagined. Yeah. Like the number of books that have, I mean, they can't get the fucking spines on them, right? So that, <laughs> did you see that photo that yeah. somebody put up of the, on the bookshelf and every yep. spine is a different it's, style? Uh, yes. Fucking frustrating. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's getting a lot of, lot of support mm. and all that. But I mean, how much support's Aaron Nordica getting? I mean, oh, we've got a new box game for it really quick yep. within a year, like all this sort of stuff. But I mean, is it just churn and burn, get it out, we're doing Tau, yeah. get it out, it's Elder, get it out, we're going to do Chaos, get it out, we're going to do Necrons, whatever. But realistically, stuff about like, are we that worried about mechanics and stuff? No, it's just chuck some planes on, make some plane noises and click some dials. Yep. And I feel like with most companies, I wouldn't, like other gaming companies, I'd be like, no, 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 you wouldn't. But Games Workshop, I don't know. I And not maliciously, just, well, you guys wanted this, but to us, it's really just a board game that's kind yeah. of self-contained, you get yep. the feeling. And if you want to go bigger, you can go bigger. Yeah. But, I mean, we're thinking too much into it. And it's they're yep. like, well, it's a balance. There's not this and it's not that. And they're like, well, it's just a fucking board game, guys. Like, what are you... The fact that it has uh, no match play element to it. Like it's it's all narrative. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. As so well, makes you feel. I like mean, as well, right? Titanicus, I guess. Does it have like symmetrical missions in it at all? Um, yeah, Titanicus is kind of follows like the Horus Heresy thing, where you get like a bunch of missions you can play, and then you yep. get like campaign missions. It yeah, seems right. separate okay. from that. Yeah. See, whereas Aeronautica is um, just the campaign missions. Really. Yeah. Okay. So potentially um, you need like a. I mean, the, the Skyport is, is a perfect example of that, right? Like the the game that we played that I played with Luca in the second uh, out of the Taros book in the tarot yeah. uh yeah out of the tarot book indeed um it's got a seven hex bit in the middle that you can't fly over if you hit it you die yep but the defending player gets 40 points of ground defenses that they can just park on it for free yeah and I so mean, i parked two manticore <laughs> missile launchers and like three hydra flak batteries on it yeah and that's going to tear objective is to destroy the... the sky fortress yeah but it's got 10 wounds and you're still hitting it on fives <laughs> Yeah, and every time as a block uh, player, he's got to get close to shoot me. And every time he gets close, those hydras and manticores are just going to light up him up. Just, yeah, and as well as that, I've got six Valkyries parked next door with six las cannons pointing forward, hovering and just yeah, blowing that don't have to move, yeah. and they just go pew pew pew. Goodbye. Yeah. So are we playing it wrong, or have they just not no, made a great game? I I think I think the big thing is, I think Taros is internally balanced for Taros. I don't think so it's balanced Tau, against Tau versus... well. I reckon Tau versus Astra Militarum would be fine. Um, and that sort of plays out in somebody on one of the Aeronautica groups broke down which vehicles you should take to get the best build. Yep. And it's Barracuda first. Mm-hmm. Or Tiger Shark. I think it might be Tiger Shark, actually. One of the tower ones. One of the fucking fish planes. Yep. Um, then it's a Thunderbolt. Yep. Uh, Fury. Then it's a Vendetta loaded with Laz Cannons. Mm. Then it's, I think, a Vulture loaded with... Uh, sorry, a Valkyrie loaded with Laz Cannons. Yep. Then it's a regular Thunderbolt. Then it's a Punisher Vulture... How was uh, the regular Thunderbolt that far up? Because it's still fucking good. It's still two Laz Cannons and like four auto But the Fury's guns. better. Surely the Fury's better. Yeah, the Fury's second. So oh, you're going backwards. I thought sorry, you were counting yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. So yeah, 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 I was yeah. only going to do like the top five or six. Ah, yeah. And the bottom is all Orc planes. Like it's yes. just Orc There's shit nothing at, in there the that can... Yeah. I think the, the Fighter Bomber is the only thing that makes it mid-tier just because it's got three structure points. Yeah. 
okay. and it can shoot off to the sides. So I think even even kind of Rinsweld isn't super balanced because a Marauder Destroyer floating around is just yes. murking so much the front center. Yeah. But a Marauder Destroyer against something like an Heavy Bomber, you can sort of see that maybe... Yeah. It, it, it's kind of, it kind of comes down to the argument of like orcs need to be half the price they are yes and you need to be able to but then you end up with the problem where the orc player is controlling 20 planes and they have to keep all the altitudes and speeds in their heads well, well <laughs> I mean that's hard for an orc player the best times um, no no I'm, I'm more mean like then you end up with a play space issue where yes. the game stops working when yeah. you put too many planes onto the board yep. like it, it's yep. going to yep. break at some point yeah so either you have so many orcs that it doesn't work or you have so few other planes that it's not fun for the other player other players because he's got two thunderbolts yeah. on the side I think yeah um, yeah so I think that's the problem I suspect if I played like if you played that Taros mission the Sky Fortress one yeah. Tau versus Imperials because most of the Tau shit can hover and has long range gun like five power yeah. you could park somewhere plink shots off of the Sky Fortress but potentially not have a particularly dynamic game no but then I as the Imperial player would have to kick my Valkyries out of hover and I hover, could go, and I could go after and, them and yeah. stuff yeah okay um, or I sit there with my missile um, vultures and just lo- unload 12 Sky Strike missiles into every plane <laughs> I can find also fine yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. they're long range options too. options are great that's kind of why I want to do another missile um, uh, another missile vulture because like 12 sky strike missiles on that platform yeah it doesn't have to go anywhere and you can just sit at long range and go pew 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 pew, pew, pew four shots of death yeah you just got a sentry gun at that point yeah pretty right? much yeah. fair enough awesome um, so that was really good uh, I've also been working sorry I know it's a, this is a long no, way no, no 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 but I've been working on my creations of bile um, yes so I've been working through all of those nice. Fabius has, has been done for a while but I finished Korag Singe today or not today but this week yep um, with his he pet Kazuz yeah he's a pup yes very he is, he's a big old puppy <laughs> looks like a Tibetan Mastiff next to him but that's fine that's good um, uh, Sakara uh, Sakara's the, the dull coat's drying on him or the matte varnish is drying okay, on yep. him and I'm doing the water when I get home um, Scalagrim and some bikes I finished yes Yep, so uh, nice. The Noise Marines are done. Ramos and his boys. Uh, I finished the Berserkers to go with Arian. What else have you got? Uh, the Tactical Squads, or the the, ta- the basic Marines with Marag and yep. um, Gorel. I haven't done Duco's squad yet, but I'm not You've sure I need the them Levy. yet. I've done the Leviathan, and I've undercoded Diamat, my, my Contemptor. Yep. And I guess that rolls you into the reason you're doing that, and playing yes. that is for Hawksbury Hammer. Hawksbury Hammer, yes. Uh, I did almost build a 50 Acolyte list instead. Like just Gene Steeler, oh yeah, Roxos, just Roxos again. Because <laughs> it worked so well last time. Um, uh, but yes, Hawkesbury Hammer is coming up, so that's normally the big tournament at the end. Well, I say big tournament, the big tournament in the Hawkesbury yeah. at the end of the year, which is normally like <laughs> ten to twelve players, so tiny by American standards yeah. and by most and, of the world standards. So if, if, big if, for us. if anybody doesn't know the the Hawkesbury, the Hawkesbury is kind of like um, Hobbiton, um, yeah. Except probably Hobbiton with more knives. Hobbiton with an ice problem, more knives, and probably less people. <laughs> probably, that's um, true. Hobbiton is very dense <laughs> as a population centre. Um, but yeah, no, but it's, it's a... But idyllic. Really nice, yeah. That's right. Some of my best friends are, are Hawkesbury folk. Um, but no, <laughs> those people. Yeah, no, right. Um, no, really nice. It's Every year it's great. Pete and Ben put on a good event. It's not super serious and competitive, but there are players there who like to play to win, which is, I think, a really good balance normally what I'd prefer plot twist he's talking about himself yeah me yeah. So I like to um, and I like to think I'm a good guy um, but also there are other players there who, who like spend a little bit of time like let's say two or three months beforehand building lists practicing yeah. lists yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, not, there are people that are building armies for Hawkesbury Hammer that's right it's not to, it's not yeah. just a casual thing but it's no, also no, not hard ass competitive which is, a, which is sort of where I like to live yeah and um, Battle in the Bush when I went and did that last year was much the same right there were some players yes. who were playing hard 
but the middle of the pack yeah. was just people there to have fun. Uh, I'm, I'm not convinced that there's actually hardcore competition anywhere in Australia. Anyway. Oh yeah, no, no. no, no I think no. that's gone. I think we had it at one point, but I think even Age of Sigma maybe. Uh, yeah, Age of Sigma much more than much but more than forty k. Forty k. I don't know. I just don't get the feeling. We don't have events anymore. of hardcore competitive. No. We, we have a couple of really hardcore players who do we've, really well. But... We've we've got a GT in Sydney. Well, at least I think there was a GT in Sydney last year for forty k. Yeah, but. I don't know anybody that went to it. No, that's right. None, uh, I didn't none of the hear players much I about know. it. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Um, I think the guys up at Cherry Brook. I think Cherry Brook. Um, Cherry Brook are the still kind of do yeah. stuff, but I mean, talking to some of those guys, it still it still feels like there's like five or six dudes that are like, I'm bringing ten chaplain dreadnoughts when that was the thing, or I'm bringing iron hands, and everybody yeah. else is just oh, I've got this, and that's what I'm going to play with. I brought uh, a an iron warriors army with allied guard one time to Cherry Brook and got smashed. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Game one was against a Tau. What was the heavy heavy support one where like broadsides are effectively troops? Oh, that was the that the was the seventh edition. Back in seventh edition. Yes, I know the one you yeah. yeah, got hammered by that because we were playing short edges <laughs> as well. So I had to clear like six foot of table to get to him. Didn't happen. It wouldn't have mattered if you were doing a war, mate. You exactly. still would have smashed by that. Yeah, yeah. correct. Um, but anyway, uh, so Cherry Brook probably the hardest. But Hawksbury Hammer was great. Lots of fun. This year because of COVID, we're not doing a tournament. We're all packed into one room, mm. sort of. You know, nuts to butts, yep. uh, which is good. We're instead doing a league, a thousand points uh, over six weeks. So starts mid-September, runs through to the end of October or something like that, mid-October. Yep. Um, and so each week we're playing a different mission from the Grand Tournament book. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, with all of the match play rules in place, except that instead of fully painted for 10 points, it's two color minimum for 10 points. That was just for the first... First game, wasn't it? Is that for the first game? Or I think you said for... to me the other day when you were okay. explaining it to me. I think it was just, uh, I think it was just for this event and then future events oh, they're going to okay. go. Right. I think it's mostly so that if you bought Indominus and you don't have time to get, stuff get it completely moment, finished, yeah. you can at yeah, least get fine. them on the table, which is fine. Yep. I don't mind that. Um, mine will be fully painted and based, which is nice. Mine is yep. actually fully painted and based. sounds like it already is. Unless I swap out the levy for like a hundred other things. Uh, but yes, so I'm I'm planning to take my creations of Bile. Uh, Ado's taking his Necrons, which will be fun. Yep. Uh, I think Tristan's bringing Jane Steeler Cult. God bless him. Uh, uh, but it sounds like there's going to be a few Space Marines, which will be good. Um, I don't know how we're going to do the Codex swap over, given that that comes out in October. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to find out. Um, yeah, actually, I was talking to Ado um, about it because he was harassing me to come yeah do it. You need to play too. Yeah, I think I think I will. Like, I mean, if, if we have to kind of sort out our own games, it would only be if it was like. I mean, I don't have obviously I don't have a problem with meeting new people. And... Right. I mean, you and I can just play heads or tails to sort out the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Flip a coin if we run out of time. It's like everyone. Yeah, um, it, it's it's more like obviously like being able to get out and match other people's schedules because I know yeah. my schedule's such a fucking nightmare at the best of times <laughs> that it's like you know it would take one other person with a nightmare schedule and the game probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean like, yeah, six, six weeks, I mean, I think I can probably be like, well, I can put some time aside here or there yeah. or whatever it is. And obviously not having to go, I, and I mean like, it's about an hour up to yeah. um, whatever. But I mean, if you don't have to go all the way up there and you can play somewhere else, that yep. works as yep. well. Yep. Yep. Really nice. That's the thing, right? Like the, the, the direction for the league. So normally it would be, you have to play at uh, Tower Games in Hawksbury. Yes. Because the idea is that they're trying to support that store. Of course, yeah, yeah. That and that's what you should do, right? Sense. Is like pay where you play and do all yeah, that Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, they have a... They, you can lease a table there if you don't have one. So that's fine. If you don't have terrain or the capacity to host, yep. you can still go there and play. Perfectly fine. Um, but also they're encouraging, if you can, play at home. Play with COVID restrictions in place in open air. So I'm just going to crack open the door, or like the garage door and the hobby bunker and yes. just play in there. Yep. Um, you know, seating arrangements, masks, <clears throat> hand sanitizer, all that shit. Yep. 
yeah. you know, make sure you're not licking each other. <laughs> Look, that's hard, man. Like, like some of them, this is, you got you to do it. You got to do yeah. it. Man. Uh, but no, it should be good. It's only a thousand points, like I said. So games aren't much longer than sort of two and a half hours at most. I think that's the time limit they put on it. One Jesus Christ, for a thousand points. Yeah, hundred and fifty minutes. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be flying through, but yeah, that's hopefully, fine. Hopefully. For for those who I know, I suspect we'll run a little yeah. bit over and won't care. But... And obviously, playing on the you're supposed to play on like the the, the, so the board the, size. Is they're using the minimum points, board sizes. So, so if yeah. you want to play on a four by four, you can. Which is what we've played on, right? Is the minimum board yes. size for so it? So yeah. we're playing. So I've got. It just be more games like what we play, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. So I've got set up at home because Ada and I are going to play some games of Sabo, which you're welcome to come up and hang out for if you want. I'd love to. I have meetings all yes. this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, so we've got uh, I've got that set up with the, the objectives already in because yeah, all the objectives are set for Grand Tournament. Um, and then I've thrown some terrain down, so we're going to have some practice games and see how we go. Cool. Yeah. No, very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, look, I think I, think I do want to join. Um, I think nice. the big thing for me is going to be what I bring. Yes. Um, because I mean, if it starts in two weeks, September thirteenth, I think. So. Okay, so yeah, that's that's a little bit that. It's after yeah. my daughter's birthday, which is hey. a clear start. <laughs> um, but it's probably. It's probably guard still. I don't think the blood angels okay. will be two color minimum, because I think I would be rushing them. The Indominus guys. I mean, dark red, light red. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I, I, I guess I could get them to the point off the airbrush that the 30k guys are two, and that's like yeah. five colors. There you go. Yeah, that's true. So you could run them I if you wanted. I think I could. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Go and buy a whole Ooh. bunch of Invader ATVs and just paint them red, do the wheels black. <laughs> I. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, maybe it's going to be one of those models that I get into my hands and I really and love, love it. it. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think I will. I mean, the, the the idea behind it, I'm completely okay with. I actually like it as a as a thing. I mean, I never liked attack bikes. I thought attack bikes yeah. were a bit bleh. And I mean, at the end of the day, I could just use a land speeder. Yeah, that's right. Landspeeder with a dude. Yeah, like the, I've always been such yeah. a big fan of landspeeders. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, I don't know. See if you can make that primarily looking. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm going to add to my signals from the front just oh, before yeah. we move on. Yeah. Is yeah. I bought two landspeeder storms the other day off a fine gentleman Holy on shit. the interwebs, nice. which was fantastic. He tried to sell me like 80 scouts with them. So I mean, <laughs> he was somebody that was deep in the scout meta at some point. Um, and I'm like, well, I might just want those storms because oh, but you're going to have sounds. And I'm like, actually, I'm giving him my imperial guard. And he's like, that's really fucking cool. So. uh I think I'm going to mention it on here before, but my veterans uh, in their Torox mm. uh, are actually going to be veterans in a land speed of storm, which is going to yes. be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm waiting on that to turn up, and then I'm going to go Burko buying. And I mean, this this is one of my big issues with Imperial Guard. I like all the shit that I should have bought from Forge World years ago that you either can't buy from Forge World now, or it costs so much that it doesn't make it worth buying a headset or something. Yes, a hat set. Sorry. Yes. Um, so I've got to go and find a bunch of like Cadian bits that aren't made anymore, and then turn those into just dudes in the land speeders. Yeah. To go with the guys that come out of the land speeders. Yeah. Um, but that will be really awesome once I get yes. that done. Um, Very cool. I finished off. So I don't know. I might, might use those guys. Might use Burko. Is anybody yeah. playing guard that we know of? Not that I'm aware of. I could do the Black Templars. You could do the Black Templars. Black and white. That's yeah. Cool. Actually, the, the really funny thing after, because I don't did, don't know if you saw Rob giving me shit in the chat about it, and then he started tagging me every time somebody was selling Black yes. Templars shit. I got <laughs> tagged in it. Uh, so guys, if you, if you haven't seen, I put up a post on the, the Facebook page the other morning, which was about inspiration. I've been watching uh, Nightfall, Nightfall yeah. second season of that. And it's, it's just like, I just want to do Black Templars now. Um... <laughs> And the funny thing is, I actually do have a Black Templar army sitting in my garage. Mm, exactly. Uh, 
and I actually know where it is as well. I know which box it's in. They're all stunty marines, but they're all like very black templed up, courtesy nice. of um, Steve, because I was once upon a time painting them. And funnily enough, they're basically fully painted. Um, I pulled a few dudes out of it the other day, and I was like, there's a few things I'd probably change up on it. Yep. But it's interesting because this is going back to like. 2004 2005 right yes. like last couple of years of high school yep. and you know steve does not paint doesn't yep. like painting as part of the hobby which is bad yep. he gets yep. you to paint a lot of stuff i've painted yep. a lot of stuff for him this was one of the first things that i sort of took on and right. I, this is before like pre-airbrushing and stuff yep. so i was like hand painting stuff <laughs> and what steve used to do and i mean hey we've all been there especially with black templars um was he would like rattle can yep. and then he would just pick out a few things yeah. on it and it was like what we used to call three color minimum the yeah, bases are all goblin yep. green and stuff like that and then I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll like do a few like edge highlights. Yep. Um, and one of the things I picked, and this like blows my mind that I picked this as a thing to do. Um, glowing eyes. Oh yeah. So like they've all got like a bit OSL yeah. off a brush eyes. And I was looking at it and I'm like, that... it's not fucking terrible. I would have thought it would have been <laughs> horrific. The other thing that I also did for some insane mm. reason was um, hand painted names on all the chainsaws and stuff. Nice. And it's not a well, well, not like I think one of them's got like purge on the side of it, and, and it's not. Once again, it's like it's not terrible. Hmm. It's not amazing, but it's not terrible. Something. So I mean, I I could even pull those guys out. And, Micron and pens are your friend for that going forwards, though. Can you get white Micron pens? That so. will go over black. I think so. Oh, cool. I've, had a look. I've been I've been loving mine because I just like we we're saying before I just finished Sakara, who's my word. I haven't had any in ages. Yeah, so he's my word bearer guy for the Fabian. Yeah, 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 yeah. With all the master of possession sorcerer. Yeah, yeah, crash bandicoot dude. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so I've just been sitting there with a micron pen doing all of his little runes and shit. Yeah. on his purity seals and what have you. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, no, I should actually do that again. Fun. Yeah, buy so some. Yeah, good way to good way to get a lot of that done. Oh, also, um, I've been practicing with Tesseract Flow as a color. Oh, that's the new. That's the new. It's like a glaze, isn't it? It's like a yeah. It's meant to be able to do OSL pretty quick. Mostly just because it's, it, I, mean, I don't really think it is, but okay, it's like a, it's basically just like a neon yellow green that sit that pools. Ah, uh, right, 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 right. Uh, right which right, works right. pretty well to be. So it's honest. kind of a, it's kind of like the fluoro paints that you can get from different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, but like a almost like a contrast consistency. Oh, okay. Yeah. So mm. if you if you just paint it over a flat panel, it doesn't really pool, which means that you don't get the green effect. Yeah. But as soon as you paint it into a crack, it gets that really bright sort of yellow green yeah nice in the recess All right. so I've, I used a lot of that on Sakara so his runes on his legs are glowy that's what that was yeah ah, and his staff has some yes, runes yes, in it yes, that yes, I hit yes, with yes, the Tesseract yes. Glow okay. and then uh, all of the little demon vials yep I painted some little faces and shit on them and then uh, put some Tesseract Glow on there to give it a bit of a, a glowy effect and then put some in his eyes as well just so he's got a bit of yeah nice warp power behind him okay I mean, like, that would be fun to play around with. I always... Yeah, I need to experiment more. But as a starting point, like, just for as, as yeah. use as intended, I actually kind of like it. Yeah. Um, actually, it's interesting. And we might do something a little bit out of character, but we are across the table from each other and it's morning, mm. so we should be allowed to do this. I'm going to read the hobby hack section here. Ooh, and fun. Pick up from you. Okay. Um, because my hobby hack is really a hobby rant that includes a hobby <laughs> hack. But Good. Bounces off and segues from okay. that really well, except for the fact I'll just explain that, that it's a segue, the segue. So yeah. I fucked it. Um, for those listening at home and not seeing the video feed and I mean if you can see the video feed can you let me know where the fuck it's coming from so I can yeah, find the camera sorry. they put in here um, so I 
Facebook. This story yes. starts in Facebook. Okay, good. In All a comment good section do. of yeah, Facebook. Glorious. In fact, <gasps> is this Helmet Colors? Adjacent to Helmet Colors. Ah, fun. So, if you haven't heard Andrew rant about Blood Angel Helmet Colors, slash trigger people on Facebook <laughs> with Helmet Colors, ask him about it sometime. Yeah. Um, so, one thing I've found since diving back into Blood Angels mm. is that... Um, one of the worst Facebook pages on the internet is the 40k Blood Angels um, page. Um, there's some really amazing people on there and the people that post most of the time are really good. Mm. The problem is that Blood Angels are actually incredibly popular. They always have been because they were poster child. Yes. They, like, they were pre-Ultramarine poster child for a yes. long time. Um, but they're still very, 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 very fucking popular, right? Which is, they're awesome, right? That's why I started with them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, the fucking chaplain's got a giant skull on his face and all this sort of cool stuff. Um, They've got cups yeah <laughs> full of blood I can think of is that um that polar bear in the zoo with the bucket it's like got a bucket <laughs> got a cup um but I mean like I I um Tycho was mm. the, yeah. the the half mask Tycho yeah, like yeah, fan yeah. of the opera shit holy fuck that was insane <laughs> um and then like his story when it progressed like he was like the first character that I ever had die on me yes. in 40k which yep. was uh tanked my entire childhood basically um so yeah anyway huge number of people in the facebook group like Mm. you like you go to like the crimson fist one and there's like three and a half thousand four thousand people on it for the 40k crimson fist one that's a big one right yep i think there's like Uh, 40 of us in the fabius bile one yeah like you get to you get to like the blood angel one and i think there's like twenty six thousand or something fucking insane like that like it might be a lot less than that but it's it it's one of the bigger ones. Yep. That Space Wolves and stuff like that. They're yeah. huge fan yep. bases. And the problem is the people that don't post but they comment on a lot of things <laughs> seem to be rather fucking toxic. Um, but I mean, a lot of the people and the hobby's pretty good on there so mm. I hang out anyway and yep. yeah, I occasionally give shit about people shit about helmet colours and things. But there was this guy that like was has been posting stuff and he's a you know, decent hobbyist and all this sort of stuff. And he was saying that he just painted up this squad of intercessors mm. and he'd gone to varnish them and he'd used the Games Workshop varnish. And I mean, <laughs> it clouded on him. Yep. And the post was basically saying, this is shit that it clouded. I'd heard there was problems, but you know, like it wasn't cold. It wasn't hot. It was perfect. I shook the fucking thing for ages. It's still clouded. Um, and he goes, and then I had to spend like three days and he like outlined his process of declouding the model. And it was yep. basically... Like, he revarnished it with a gloss varnish. He did something. Like, there was, like, 50 steps in it, right? And yeah, then he's, right. like, was, like... And then I kind of got back to what I had, but it's not as good as what it is. And I'm looking at the photo, and I'm, like, you know... Like I've seen this guy's hobby before, and I'm looking at this, and I'm, like, you can tell something went wrong, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, with it, right? Um, and he's then had to dump five, maybe six coats of varnish on top of it to yeah. fix it. Yeah. And uh, I... Popped a comment in and I'm like, yeah, that fucking sucks. Don't just don't buy Games Workshop varnishes. It's yep. bad. Like can varnish is fine, yeah. But buy two dollar and three dollar cans from hardware stores, yes, and they're amazing. Yeah. Um, Games Workshop shit is fucking terrible. Just don't use the shit. Yep. Uh, best thing is airbrush and like Vallejo yeah. glosses and stuff through that are really good. Apparently, AK has got some really amazing yeah, varnishes at the moment as well. Um, but I said, you know, if you ever end up with cloudy varnish, the way you fix it is olive oil. Yep. Okay, um, you get olive oil and like a bit of towel. Yep. Um, and even well after it goes cloudy, you can yep. 
I've done that before. It works well. You you, you can rub it out, mm. and I, I think you are supposed to then varnish again over the top of the yes of it, and like the olive oil doesn't stay on the miniature basically. No, like, it's, yeah, you want to. Generally, it's a good idea to wash the olive oil, not wash it off with water or anything, but like dab it off as much as you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once it's I, sort I, of brought it back to clear, and then you varnish again to seal it all in, so that yeah, preferably with a, var- a different varnish to the one. That yeah, not with the same the one that went cloudy yeah. in the first place. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but there's something in the olive oil that reacts with something in the varnish. Yes. Right. Now, this piece of wisdom was imparted to me very, well, quite a few years ago by Matt Kane. Yep. Right. Yep, I. Yep. I can't remember whether it was when he was teaching us at MKA. Or whether it was prior to that and I saw him and we were talking yeah. about things um, and it was basically like... Because when they started doing the monitorium varnish, yeah. all of it, all of them were bad and they were causing yes, problems. Right. It was a huge horrible. thing all yeah. over the internet for a long time. And that was like forum days, I think. Yes. People were like, yeah. oh, I've ruined it, I've just thrown it out. And I remember, yeah, I think it was before I actually met him in person. I remember Matt was like, hey, this yeah. is what how you fix this yep. shit, right? Well, anyway, I was trying to be helpful and I dropped a comment and I said, by the way, like, if this happens to you again, yep. olive oil, this Down is the way you do oil, it. Yep. Super simple, doesn't ruin the models, yep. fixes it like really quickly and you're not 50 steps into it and you're not putting another six coats of varnish on it. Yep. And I'm like, you obviously can tell you've over-varnished it. We can all tell you've over-varnished it and you're not happy with it, right? Yep. That's right. Um, Which is why you posted about it. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, oh boy, it wasn't that the wrong fucking thing to say. <laughs> I, I copped a what can only be described as a diatribe from from this guy. Um, the guy about, who posted originally. Yeah, the guy who posted okay. originally. Um, instead of just was like, you know, you're dangerous to new modelers. You're the reason <laughs> that people get out of this hobby. Um, you know, like that's so irresponsible. Um, like just this insane fucking like comment about how you know every like it was just just an old wives tale it doesn't work there's no way that would work it's not a paint you don't put food products on miniatures <laughs> um i didn't want to show him those fucking crab tanks that people had made out of dead crabs but i mean i the feel like that of, should have been done the amount of like basil and oregano and stuff that's gone on to base yeah. of mine over the years <laughs> like mm. <laughs> bought this thinking it was marijuana turned out to be basil just gonna use it as a flock I'll just use it as a basic um, but yeah no like and he was like oh you know like you're not a responsible hobbyist and all this sort of crazy shit I mean you're shit. not but... But I'm, no I'm definitely not but I mean not because of that <laughs> right if you're gonna do it call me out for the other things I do um, like twisting things directly off sprues with my fingers yeah. <laughs> um, cutting towards myself with the hobby knives and I mean funnily enough like don't know this guy from a bar or so but mm. I've just seen him post a fair bit yep. and all this sort of stuff and as I said he's like, like he's he is somewhere in the realm of being like me and my hobby skills, right? Yep. He is not a commissioned painter. He yep. is not a golden demon winner. He is not somebody that yep. is doing anything else other than basing something. Painting Renami. Whatever. I don't even yep. think he's airbrushing. I think he's brush yep. painting most stuff from the look of it. And he's doing like Games Workshop style. Lots yep. of hard yep. line yep. highlights and the rest of it. Which is fine. His stuff yep. looks great. I really like his stuff, right? Yep. It's no problems. And thought it'd be helpful. And I'm just like... I... I attempted to formulate a response to it several times because it wasn't like, oh, you're a fucking asshole. I'm just trying... I was just going to be like, look, at the end of the day, like, there was once upon a time in this hobby where Games Workshop didn't sell glue. Yes. Because the back part of it, of his comment was basically like, 
we have products that are made specifically to do this stuff and all of this and you know you should just be telling people to use these products because then they're not going to fuck up their stuff and they're not oh, yeah. going to do this and I'm like well one no there isn't actually a product that is supposed to remove no, frosted varnish no, it doesn't fucking exist yeah. two you've used a product from the company you're trying to say we should be using stuff from and that's what's fucked your model up in the first place yep. that's number two but I'm like third I'm like there was a time in this hobby where they had a paint range of 25 paints yep they they didn't have spray primers yep and i was painting with their stuff right there was there was a time where if you wanted to do certain things in this hobby when you were painting and modeling mm -hmm. that you had to go and use products that were not made for miniature war war gaming because they didn't exist right yes. if you're lucky scale modelers had products but i mean even then even those guys yeah. and if you talk to people that are scale models like you know the likes of people like Eddie Duncan and stuff yep. who are golden demon fucking winners that started off as scale models and still do a lot of it they'll tell you all the shit that they fucking do they're not buying pre-made shit that's no. not how they started doing no, this no, shit no, man no. they were grinding fucking rocks in a backyard to get the yep. fucking pigment they wanted yep. and the yep. dusts yep. they wanted yep. right and I'm just thinking it's such a and I've seen it a little bit. I've seen this like this idea going around where it's like, if somebody makes a... And don't get me wrong, like I buy a lot of pre-made products mm. and all oh, yeah. that. Makes it easy. I make my own oil washes, right? Yep. Um, using oil paints and stuff. I don't make my own pigments. I don't, yeah. I don't go that far. I don't have the time or the want to do it. Exactly. But I know people that do that. Yep. Okay. But I mean, I bought a wet palette from P3. Yep. 25 bucks, right? Yep. It wasn't bad. The one that I was using before it that I made out of a... 50 cent sponge and a piece of fucking baking paper and I've gone back to that after a few years on the P3 palette 10 times better yep. it's not made for miniature wargaming it's a fucking kitchen sponge and it's a Tupperware container it's better works better right yeah. um, the number of people in this hobby that are like the likes of you know the Wapels the Wardles mm -hmm. the fucking Richard Greys of the world that use um, makeup brushes for mm. all their brushes 100% right and are doing yep. things like the idea that it has to be for like miniature painting is fucking stupidity and yeah. i mean if you're in that mindset please just don't, don't take it from me because i don't feel like i have any authority apart from i have a mouthpiece right <laughs> but go and subscribe for a month to a patreon that's mm. like a richard gray or a wapel or mm -hmm. somebody like that and watch those guys and see yes. the things that they do with products that are definitely not fucking thingos just go and do some research and have a bit of a look at it, right? I know that sounds terrible. Just go do, do some research. But I mean, yeah, like there is no product that fixes frosting. No. That I've ever come across. I, I, I can't I think Obviously, is. this guy also couldn't find it. No, because he would have used it as well. He just varnished yeah. it constantly and all that sort and of that's stuff. And that's so, the solution that you get told, right? Gloss varnish and then bring it back down and hope that that doesn't frost again. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, olive oil, give it a try. But mm. yeah, it was... It was a little bit crazy. Um, do you want to have a quick chat about the FAQ? Let's do it. Cool. Um, conscious of time, obviously. And all that stuff. Oh, that's so, all right. Okay. Still got plenty cool. of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so... Right. We can um, even go for lunch afterwards. Ooh. All right. We could just stop recording now and go for lunch. We could stop that's recording it. now and go for lunch. But <laughs> I suspect our Patreon... You know, I want lunch! Our Patreon supporters would you not mean our approve fans? us. Yeah, well, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, we not approve. Um, Did you bottle the bath water, by the way, like I asked you to? Uh, that stuff's like flying off the shelves dog if we I don't have was, more bath water yeah, yeah, from yeah. you I thought it was your month to do the bath water I don't fit in my bath and oh. that wouldn't be like 
ACCC could be here being like, were you actually in that bath? You're selling <laughs> this as bottled bottled bath water. You've got to be in that bath. It's a good point. Mine does have the, the mint tingle in it, so it should be <laughs> uh, a little bit more exciting for people. Um, um, yeah, so one really interesting thing out of, out of Games Workshop, uh, mm. and I thought this was amazing because I had been listening to the uh, Rob on the Honest War game on, mm. and... Um, if you guys haven't been keeping up with what's been going on with like the FAQs, and the one in particular I'm talking about is the Lookout Sir yes. FAQ. Yep. So in ninth edition, Lookout Sir, it, it used to be in eighth edition that if there was just something before the character, closer to you than the character, mm-hmm. then you couldn't shoot the character, right? Yes. Then the rule in ninth became that something had to be within three inches of the character, Reading and it had to be a tank, well, a vehicle, a monster, or Oh, a unit with three models. Yes. Right? Other characters could only shield if they were closer, I think was kind of the thing. Uh, and then you could shoot me, the other character. Let me find Lookout Sir. It's in a slightly different place. Oh, there it is. Um, so the original Lookout Sir rules for 9th edition were models cannot target a unit that contains any character models with a wounds characteristic of 9 or less with a ranged weapon while that unit is within 3 inches of any other friendly or vehicle monster unit or while it's within three inches of any friendly unit that has three or more characters, unless the character is both visible to the firing model and is the closest enemy unit to the firing model. Uh, ignore other enemy character models with a wound characteristic of nine or less when determining if the target is the closest enemy unit to the firing model. Yes. Uh, and then we got... Uh, then we got this FAQ to it. Models cannot target a unit that contains any character models with a wounds characteristic of nine or less with a ranged weapon when it whilst the character is in three inches of any of the following. A friendly unit that it contains one or more vehicle or monster with wounds characteristic of ten or more. A friendly non-character unit that contains one or more vehicle or monster units. A friendly non-character unit that contains three or more models. In all cases, if the character unit is both visible to the firing model and is the closest enemy to the firing model, it can be targeted normally. When determining if a character unit is the closest enemy to the firing model, ignore other enemy units that contain character models with a wounds characteristic of 9 or less. Um, so that's what it is. That's what the rule is now. Yes. Right? In between those two rules, we got one that did not that specify... That was missing the second dot point. So it's missing the friendly non-character unit that contains one vehicle or monster model. Yes. Okay. And basically what was happening uh, was that... Um, I think Harlequins was the example that everybody was using. Was that yeah. there was nothing in a Harlequin unit that could, could then screen, screen that wasn't a unit of... That wasn't, that a, wasn't a Harlequin troop. A Harlequin troop, right? Yeah. Um, and all this sort of stuff, which obviously is not really great and no, wasn't really abusive and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, you could just ignore like all their speeders and, yeah. and things like that. Um, and I think Dark Elder was having a bit of an issue with um, Venoms and stuff, and stuff yeah. like that. Right, I think a radio was big enough, but that was about the only Just thing about was, the, only, yeah. the only vehicle they could hide behind. And like a Tantalus if you wanted to hide something. Um, Not even a Talos would do it, right? Cause no, 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 no. That, and that's yeah. the thing, is like the Chronos, the Talos, and the yeah. um, grotesques and stuff you, weren't you doing anything for you. Talos or... Yeah, and it was because of the wound cap, basically. Yep. Um, Within 24 hours, yes. they FAQ'd it to this. And they FAQ'd it not with an apology, but with a... We've heard you, right? We, Yeah, it was like, we've heard you. Yeah. We had a look at it. And that what we were intending is actually this. So we're going to FAQ it again. Yeah. Um, 
so I mean like that was that's really promising to me I, I mean don't get me wrong like the idea you shouldn't need this many FAQs and erratas and all that sort of stuff somebody was pointing out the other day on a podcast I was listening to that they worked out how many units there were in the game and how many armies there were in a game and how many sub-factions and mm. how many this and how many that and then you had they, they didn't work out the weapon options on top of it but they basically gave you the number of combinations yeah and it's there's a lot of zeros in the number um, before the decimal point. There's a lot of fucking zeros in the number before the decimal point. And what they're basically pointing out is that computer games, which is what a lot of people hmm. seem to think 40k is, right? Yeah, they're like, right. well, hang on, like World of Warcraft and Starcraft and mm-hmm. League of Legends and all this shit. Yeah, coding's hard. Computer game coding is hard and all this sort of stuff. But they can make a change somewhere and affect the entire game state for every single player instantly as soon as they put those changes live, right? Mm. Like, they mm-hmm. can go, you can't log in and play this game until you download the patch for it, right? Yes. Here's the patch notes and here yep. we go. Away we go, right? There is some creation of physical stuff. You have to code. Yep. You have to do all that stuff. But the game's already there. People yes. don't have to buy anything else. I mean, you know, most people don't release patches as DLC. Yep. A payable, you know, purchase yeah, yeah, DLC right. or whatever. Um, games Workshop's a little bit different, right? And what this guy was basically saying is it's like, he can't think of another gaming system or anything that would have this many moving parts in it that require balancing. Yes. And now there's a very strong, you know, argument that you know Games Workshop has millions and millions and millions of pounds, uh, and they make you know millions of pounds of profit every year. They should really just be recruiting more people and just getting it done, right? And, and I mean that's 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 a that's a really important point. Like I, I think one of the things is you know back in the day when we were first playing, like back you know anything up to probably about seventh edition, mm. the idea that codexes you might get two codexes a year which was about what you got because you got usually two army books a year two yep. codexes a year yep, yep, if you yep. had an edition change for a major game you you were lucky if you got one codex and one army book yes. a year right and you know there are a lot of armies that went through entire editions without getting updated codexes so this idea that you get an edition you get a codex to go with the edition right i think yep. is a great way to do it i don't see what the issue is with having all of them ready to go on release it's yeah. a marketing issue and yeah, it's a sales yeah, yeah. issue. I yes. know that, but right? In terms of gameplay, it but makes gameplay more sense, and all that so. sort of stuff, it's like, oh, you do this and everybody's got it. And then, I mean, the other argument is you, you've got an app, piece of shit, but you've got an app. Yep. Index. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Index, index immediately hammer. off yep. it. Get all this stuff done. And I mean, I think I, I actually think this is what's going to end up happening. Is I think give this six months. They'll just I think default to an it's index. going to end up. They'll end up doing something with the app once it gets on its yeah. feet and it's working and all the rest of it. But I thought that was a really important thing. I think it shows a huge amount of growth from Games Workshop. And I mean, it. yes, they should know better. Yes, they should do better. Yes, they shouldn't, like, you shouldn't have these problems. But the reality is that that's not the case. Yes. And so when they, they strive to do better, like, it's, it's this self-fulfilling prophecy. You, you beat them over the head when they're shit. You beat them over the head when they're good. Yep. There's no... There's no incentive to be good. There's no incentive to be good, to right? Be good yeah. right? And so, I mean, you know, I actually just saw there that if you sign up and pay for the app, they're now giving out prizes and stuff yes, if you I do that. that. And I just thought, fuck me, that's like, just don't do it. Just just bin the app. I actually bin went it and start again. I just renewed my subscription for Battlescribe, which I haven't done for a couple of years. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> but I mean, go and get fucking Battlescribe. Just yep. pay, him, pay the dude some money. It's amazing. It's yeah. such a great app. Um, I'm using it on desktop as well as on yep. my phone. Actually, desk, I love it on desktop. Desktop is great. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, 
do that and hopefully if they're not seeing the uptake with the app they'll be fuck it's shit let's do better with it yep. I mean or mothballed and come back to it when we can put the time and the energy yep. in into yep. it yep. and that'd yep. be great buy Battlescribe don't yeah just get Battlescribe in the meantime well no Games Workshop just buy Battlescribe oh right? yeah no that would be that would be good although they'll probably just fuck and it up goof that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean Battlescribe what the app should do Battlescribe can't do no that's true and that's the thing is like at, at the app at its baseline should be at Battlescribe yes and probably even Battlescribe plus a few things. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It should, um, because it because at that point it's not trying to meet every game system. Yeah, sort of in the middle. It's just forty k. Yeah, that's and it. So it should do more than Battlescribe does for forty k. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, but you know they haven't instead mentioned it, it does but... nothing. <laughs> um, but I love the fact that they very quickly jumped on it, and it means they're also listening. Somebody somewhere's listening, watching. Maybe mm. they're the ones that are watching our live stream right Maybe. now. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe that's there the thing, yeah. the, uh... But um. Yeah, it's good that somebody somewhere is doing that. Yes. I think it's a it's a really nice um, feeling to have that it's being supported. Um, don't feel like we're Guild Ball players. Did you hear about that? <laughs> yes, they're just canning Guild Ball because the community is so toxic that it's... Yeah, that, apparently that's the, that's well, the that's thing. The reason, I, I sort yeah. of heard about it and I did a bit of a bit, bit of looking. I mean, I would stop short of probably... And I mean, I don't play Guild Ball. Maybe somebody else can... And I mean, I just called the Blanchard's Facebook page pretty toxic. <laughs> but I, nothing I saw made me think toxic. What I saw was probably half the magnitude of what Games Workshop cops at every mm. single release. Yeah. So I feel like... I reckon just... they were probably going to... Ditch it anyway. Ditch it anyway. I think they're taking it as far as they could. I think the I other think so the too. other big I thing was obviously um, blood new blood balls dropping. Yes. Uh, I mean, potentially still not for six months or a year or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is coming. Uh, but it is coming somewhere along the way. Look, it yeah. might even be Christmas. That might be what the Christmas box is actually. Maybe. But I mean, hey, that's still four months off. Yep. And I think they're probably just gone. Why would we invest yeah. when why, why the reason up? people play Guild Ball is because blood I mean, it's, it's, it's the uh, the Kings of War thing, right? Yes. Kings of War was all, oh, we're doing all this. This is like Forge Worlds is just like, hey guys, we're going to bring back Nitha. And I was like, fuck. Yep. That's right. Like, like the business model going. This is, yeah, this is what happens when you basically have a business model that steals IP off things. And I mean, yeah, steal all the IP you want. Games Workshop does it all the fucking time, you yes, know, or don't absolutely. or whatever. Yeah. Like, see what you can get away and how much money you can make. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, <laughs> if at some point the original guys come back, come back you, yeah. you kind of fucked. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, that's, that's just what I was more talking about. It was not so much the rules, but just the yeah. fact that they had made that change yep. in the way that they had done it. Yeah, uh, and, and really you're nice. right. We want to we want to acknowledge. I mean, it's standard sort of parenting slash behavioral yeah. adjustment, right? <laughs> you reward the behavior you want to see, um, and yep. you know don't uh, over dramatize the behavior that you don't want to see. Yep. So, like per- personally, like as as a rule, I, I love the new lookout server rule. I think it's a really yep. cool yeah, I like interaction. It. I yep. prefer it to what was going on in Eighth Edition. Yes, uh, where you could just park a, a nexus at the back and yeah, it's yeah, untouchable it's, for the whole it's game. one of those. It's one of those like it's an evolution. Yes, um, and to see it evolve that quickly within a week, yeah. a couple of times, that it was you know really cool to see that. Yep. And I think the other really good thing about it is it gives you that insight into the way that the the designers are looking at the game and how yes. they're reacting to certain yep. things. What's going to be super interesting is going to be whether they continue this sort of pace and this sort of mindset once we start having tournaments again and we start yeah. getting tournament data back in. Yeah. Um, well, that's I, the thing, I, right? That's... I wonder whether that then becomes a case of we don't want to jump at every shadow. Yeah. Um, <sighs> that was sort of uh, frontline gaming's thing, right? They're like, we're not making any changes to the core to the grand tournament packet until we've got some data. Yeah, and we're probably I, not going to have any data until LVO or 
yeah, Nova or whatever. I, I, I feel like the other thing that's really interesting is I would wonder how disingenuous is the wrong word, right? But we know that, and you know, we've, we've had Race and Frankie on this show um, hmm. in the past. And I mean, great guys, really, really amazing hmm. guys. Um, I, I was very cold on ITC in, in seventh hmm. um, when it was really getting big there, but you know, eighth, quite an interesting way to play the yeah, game. For sure. I, um, I really enjoyed the games I played. I, I, I really enjoy actually watching ITC mm. formats. I think it's yeah, like it's a good sport watching, to watch. Sure. It is very good. Um, they had a huge impact on ninth edition. We know that. Yeah, we, 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 we know like like when you start to work out who the different playtester groups are, you can definitely tell that there were playtester groups that were like, this is what we're thinking. Can you play 10 games for us and give us your feedback? Yep. And then there were the ones where they're like, you get the feeling that they're like sitting in a room or on like a Skype call with them going, so like, what the fuck do we do with Lookout Sir? Yep. What do we do with this missions? How can you yep. write, can you actually write the mission pack? Yeah. We'll yeah, test yeah. it and then and do then, that. Yeah. I actually have a feeling that's how a lot of the stuff happened. I don't think a hundred percent of this rule set came out of eighth and came out of Nottingham. I think a lot of this came no, out it would of, have come out of the ITC circuit, the um, ITC stuff and all the rest of it. And I think it's been going on for a lot longer. Yeah. And I think one of the big things, and this is, a really interesting comment about the what's occurred with ITC mm. and even with Nova to some extent and um, what is now Worlds that used to be European Team Championship yep, yep, and stuff yep, yep, yep. is that Games Workshop has had no control over the tournament yes. circuit for a very long time. Right. They know they can't get it back off race. Yeah. Right? Um, I wonder if they, and I mean, they wouldn't buy it off him no. and they can't, there's no ability to I guess sue him to the point no, where that's right. You can't legal him out of it. of it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, what do you do with that? Well, okay, you try and bring him in house yes. without bringing without him in house. Him in house. Thing. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. Is yep. I don't even know if ITC will diverge from. I don't I, think they will I, either. But I, I would find it odd that they would, unless at some point they've been cut out of something, yeah, or correct. Games Workshop's like, actually, thanks for your help, but we we can do this better. And then it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, guys! Like this is what we wanted to stop in the first place. And now well, that's the thing, right? Like Age systems. of Sigma, they part of the reset gave them control over that tournament scene, right? Like, yeah, because it was at a point where Games Workshop was wanting to be a little bit more involved in yeah they want to come back to the community to set and, the yeah. pace on yeah. it um, and as much as the points and stuff came from out yes. of them and they had to adjust it and that but you know what i mean like they were still involved a bit yeah. more rather than the like 10 year drought or whatever we had before 40k where nothing was there and so the it's itc's i thought it was something like that probably like, yeah um, since second edition right <laughs> yeah <laughs> just about um but and then you've got these guys who come in and do the itc stuff or the etc stuff and, and all that sort of thing and then games workshops like well that's great but we kind of like mm. age of sigma we want to have that unified thing where if you're coming in fresh you don't need to have the itc yeah. missions pack all you need is the Munitorum grand tournament pack and so as long as reese and, and frontline gaming and those guys are happy with that and the guys yeah. who are running the big tournaments in the u.s are happy with those missions then that's fine and, and anything they... they're not happy with you just reset it next year for the next exactly. chapter approved so and, you've only got to play bad missions for a year I can't off the top of my head think what the guy's name is but the guy that was running was it Nova? that they just hired as their like their oh, yes. head of events yeah, 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 I can't yeah, yeah. My, my mind's not working no. drawing a blank um, but I mean like doing those sort of things is like we want you guys in here because you're yes. the people that have this community that we managed to lose yep through our own fault yep um, but we want to you know Put it out. So I mean, I just don't see them really having a separate rule pack again. No, I, I mm, this year they might, like this coming year. Yeah. Just because they're used to being able to go, this isn't working for us. We'll change it for the next 
like big event. But they've come out and said that they don't know that. They don't know that it's not working. No, I know, but that's They're what I mean, right? This. That's what I'm saying for next year. Not not so much, oh, not yeah, so much yeah, this yep, yep, yep. season, because this season's a write-off. Yep. But next season, I can see them doing something like one of their early ones, finding out that... Uh, let's pick a random mission. Yes, something doesn't Finding fly. out that... Yep, no, that's terrain features. Finding out <laughs> that... Fucking hell, where are the missions? God damn. I don't know, what oh, was one we were going to play? Crossfire or something, isn't that what you're playing or something? Yes, scouring. that's only the thousand point ones, okay. right? Scouring. Finding out that the scouring is a shit mission and that nobody enjoys it or it always results in draws or it's just a, yes. a shitty yeah. mission to play. I, can well, see I, them... I, think, I think the place that people are tagging is probably secondaries, if anything. Yeah, that well, that's it, right. But I can, see, like, I can yeah. see them saying, well, we just won't play the scouring or we'll modify the mission for the next circuit. Yep. But I don't see them doing much after that once Games Workshop have dialed it in a little bit more and, like, you know what I mean? If they show that from this one to the next GT pack, they're listening and integrating some of that. I can see them just going, well, this year we're going to play with a scouring even though it's a shit mission and next year it'll be different. Yep. And we'll just sort of live with it for a season and come back to it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I think yep. that bodes well for our game. Um, I think, look, it even bodes well for people that don't play competitive. Yes. Um, I agree. It's... It's tighter rule set benefits everyone. Yeah. And, and, and look, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting community in that, and I mean, we, we, for, we have this problem with 30k and running heresy mm. events and stuff all the time because it's it's basically an unsupported rule set at this point yes um, until we get another book and then whether just throwing a book at us is yeah, supporting it's, it it's the aeronautica problem right like they're yeah. just pushing rules out the door so they can finish it's pushing, a, it's and... pushing a, pro a product out yep. to support another product with not a huge amount of thought and especially considering what we knew we used to have Yes. Once upon a time, it's definitely yeah. if that's what support was. There's no support. There's there. no support, support since Alan sadly yeah. passed away a few years ago. So that's not good for a game, and it's not good for a community because what ends up happening is, as much as communities can be quite resourceful, and you get yep. some really interesting stuff that comes out of it, you always end up with splits where people yes. will support house rules and people will not support house rules. Yes. And as you know, we generally come down on the side of we don't like house rules, and for us, that's a thing about. We want somebody who's never met us, talked to us, spoken to us, listened to a podcast before, turn up to an event and, know and not playing. go, the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Right? Because that's the events that we run for Heresy is yes. we want them to be, to be bringing people yeah. in and conducive to that sort of stuff. Yep. When you've got people supporting a, a game system and you've got somebody standing there talking to you from a position of authority mm -hmm. as the company... The community actually listens. They may not like the company. They may not like the person that's saying but to they play it. But holy shit, they will play it and they yeah. will defend it to the ends of the earth. Yes. And that's what's so important about this even for people that aren't playing competitively. Yeah. So I, I think it's you know super healthy for the game and for all sure. that sort of stuff. Um, I'd just love to see this electronically beam to a fucking app and it's in there and you get an alert pop up on your phone when you wake up in the morning. Hey guys, we've made changes to these five changes. rules. Yeah. Bang, hit your, hit your notification on it. You can quickly read through it. You've yep. got a little bit of design commentary on it. Yep. Um, and, and then that's just morphed into, your, morphed into your app that you're using for all your rules and stuff. Yeah. That's what I would love to see. Fun say. question. Uh, I was listening to Rob's Honest Wargamer. I think it was his live stream on it or something. Mm. How much would you pay for that in an app? Yeah, I listened to the same episode. That was the one mm. where he basically went, I just wanted everything for free. Yeah, so he circled yeah. around. Do I want everything for free? Yeah, and he and he took took people through what the idea of what a wooden dollar is. Yes. Um, yeah. Which, if you want to, so that was one of his that was his stream streak, stream streak stuff. One forty nine, I think, and it was yeah. one of his. He no guest. He's just talking. Yes, just to, him talking to the, the, the chat. The chat. Yep. 
Um, and that was interesting. If you want some insight into Games Workshop and the way that they run financially wise, yeah. go and have a look at that. I I was a little bit taken aback that they still run off that method considering know, they're a right? publicly traded company yeah. and they would have certain advi- uh, consultants and advisors yes. talking to them about things. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it also doesn't kind of surprise me because of the way they have split up publishing and everything else yep. into their different departments, their yep. silos. How much would I pay for that in an app? I would probably pay... I'd probably pay somewhere between 10 and 20 Australian dollars a month for that in an app. But the app would have to have more than that. The app would have to have all the rules on it at that price. That's the thing. If I never had to buy another book... Yes. If the app did everything... I never had to buy another book. Yep. I would probably pay $25 a month for that. That's where I'm at too, right? Like if I'm thinking about... I mean, that's a pretty considerable amount of money. If I'm thinking... Yeah, but if I'm thinking about how much I'm spending on books on a regular basis, like that was 75 bucks just for the GT pack. Yeah. Um, And then 75 bucks for Codex, 75 bucks for Psychic Awakening. So I'm basically saying, I don't know why I needed a fucking calculator for that. Because I looked at... Before I'd even hit enter, I'm like, so that's $300. Hit enter on the calculator, 300. So that's $300, right? Yep. I don't currently spend that with Games Workshop on books. Okay. And to be honest, books are one of the only things I do actually buy from Games Workshop. Mm. Most of my other shit is like secondhand off Facebook, right? Or Forge World stuff. So... I don't spend $300 on books from Games Workshop at the moment, but I would gladly, for only 40K, for only 40K, yeah. and as somebody that plays a lot of other game systems that are Games Workshop ones, yeah. I would pay $300 for a 40K app per year. If I could buy 12 months in a row, I would like it for, 20, for $250. For 250 yep. Right? Yep. Um, and if it was that good, yep. I would I would pay that each and every year, yep. no worries at all. His Rob's comparison to streaming services is wrong. Yeah, I agree. It's 100%. not... There is... Forget the trying to make money in your little pocket of the company to yep. make yourself look good. The the diff, the reason that Netflix and streaming services can charge the money they charge is because of the number of users they have. Yes. That's the way that subscription services work. Yes. That's probably also one of the big reasons why Games Workshop might be a little bit hesitant about subscription yes. services is as much as there's a lot of people that play the game, how many are they going to get to actually subscribe? subscribe. I would love to know how many people pay for Battlescribe. Yes, I'd love to know how many people use Battlescribe for 40k and then how many of those people pay for it and you can probably look at that and I mean Games Workshop would would know those numbers yes or they would have some approximation of those numbers yes yeah yeah or like an educated guess on it yeah yeah Uh, yeah. I agree I reckon I'd be paying anything up to 25 or 30 bucks a month if it meant I never had to buy another book and if it meant those books were constantly updated with FAQ information yes if I don't have to bring I want an amazing army builder I want yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want See, like that a... stuff's almost optional for me. I could spend because I, I reckon I do probably spend about three hundred bucks on books in a year with Games Workshop. Between yeah, a codex, maybe. a chapter of like two codexes and a chapter approved, and that's most of the way there. Yeah, that's true. So last year I would have gone well over that because that's a codex for Gene Steeler Cult, a codex for Chaos, a codex for mm-hmm. Guard. I mean, that's a couple of years, but uh, yeah. and then three Psychic Awakening books and a chapter approved every year. Um, I'd I'd blow 300 bucks on books no problem so even if it didn't have an army builder if it was just the rules and the rules were easy enough to read and not the shitty setup they've got now and those rules were constantly updated with the FAQ information and up to date whenever I wanted to look at them I'd pay 300 bucks a year yeah and then I'd probably also pay 5-10 bucks to Battlescribe a month (laughs) just just for the army army build yeah Yeah, that's fair enough yeah I I think it's one of it's it's an interesting one like Rob's Rob's Rob's, like eventual thing of 
I just, they should just do it all for free, right? Like, what the fuck? They should just do it for free. I mean, sure, like other companies do that sort of stuff, but I don't, that's not even on the table. That's not even an option with Games Workshop. It never has been. And I mean, it's it's like, say they say they make half a million dollars a year off selling codexes and rulebooks yep. and stuff. And I, I reckon they make millions off it a year, to Almost be honest. Almost definitely, yeah. Right? Um, There's a reason they keep making new books, right? Like, it's not that they're making yeah. small amounts on every book. It's that those books are profitable. They're obviously making money off them, right? And I mean... The, oh, Invigilus. Um, there you go. So I would have spent like 500 bucks on books. Oh, yeah. Um, Over the last and, and, and I mean, like, you know, the, the margin on books when you're printing in a place like China yeah, is huge, is right? Especially if you're paying $75 mm-hmm. for that thing, they probably put a dollar fifty into it if yeah. you're lucky, right? So, I mean, sh- very high margin products if mm-hmm. you're printing in a place like China. Um yeah, I I don't think we'll ever see them free. I don't yeah. think it's it's in their psyche to do that. But I mean, yeah, what are we happy? What are we happy to put up with? Well, yeah. I reckon it's three hundred bucks Australian a year. Yep. I reckon I reckon if that gives me access to everything, it gets updated and we get all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, I mean, because it's Games Workshop, let's assume there's a markup. I'd pay three fifty a year, probably, maybe even three seventy. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't go to four hundred. That would kill me. Yeah, I I think I would. I think at five hundred dollars, it, it doesn't work. I think at four hundred dollars, no. it doesn't work. And I mean, probably the right. I number, think if it's. So I think if it's. A, if it's. I think if it's a, a. If you can buy an entire year in one go, I think it's. Yeah. It's like two fifty three hundred. If you're yeah. paying it by the month, maybe it gets to three fifty by yep. the end of the year. Yeah, 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 something like that. That's that's the way it goes. And I mean, if the people scream, "Oh, you guys are fucking idiots!" And I mean, this is this is just real talk from two Australians, right? Yep. Like, this is what this is what I'm used to. Paying. This sounds normal to us. Yes. We value it at whatever. We're like I said, that's what I would spend on books. Exactly. We, 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 you know, and yeah. You would still get my money. Yeah. And you wouldn't even have to print anything. Yeah. And, it, and I'd want it to work on my fucking laptop and my phone and my tablet. That's the thing, and, right? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't pay 300 bucks a year for shit. Yes. It would have to be, it has it to be, a, good to be app, a good app. That works across multiple platforms. Yes. That's easy to read on a phone. That's yep. easy to read on a tablet. That's easy to read yep. on a, like, on and a that's laptop. that's not hard. That's no, like, that's right. That's doable. Entirely doable. Um... Yeah, and like I said, it has to be, like, you know, as much as we don't like the living buzzword, it has to be a living set in terms of, I don't want to yeah, open it, my guard that, codex. The, the, expect, the, the base expectation is that it is living, and if it is yep. not living, then you get zero dollars. Correct. If it is not living, fuck off. Yes. Correct. That's Because that way I don't have to bring four books and five printouts to yeah. play a game. My, 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 my biggest thing is, like, I don't mind, like, fucking humping books everywhere. That's that's fine. I yep. drive, right? Yeah, I just chuck them in my yeah, car. Yeah, me too. Um, my big thing is... And I mean, it hasn't happened for a long time, but if I forget an FAQ exists mm-hmm. and I turn up thinking one thing, like I just look like a fuckwit and I ruin somebody else's play experience mm-hmm. and I don't enjoy doing that to people. So right. I, like that for me is is my biggest issue with FAQs and not updating things. Yep. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I think that's probably everything. It's pretty good. Um, like and subscribe mm. to us. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, we've got an Instagram page. You can find us, Loaded Dice Podcast. Uh, if you want to email us, uh, the Loaded Dice Cast at gmail.com is the best way. Actually, the best way to get in touch with us is just to send us a, a PM DM via Facebook or Instagram. Yes. It's probably the best way to do it. It's true. Um, uh, while you're at it, like and subscribe to Brush with, De- uh, yeah, Brush with Destiny. That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other one I heard? Yeah. What's oh. the other one? Hang on. Brush with, <laughs> brush with Dice. Loaded Dice. De- no. Uh, yeah, so uh, BWD Studios or Brush with Destiny around the place. Um, I'm posting cool mini stuff. I've just done some Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff on commission. Uh, a yes, it's very cool. Mama Kill will come up shortly once I finish that. Uh, that's the big fucking elephant thing from Lord of the Rings. Which yeah, is that's cool. the one. Indeed. 
uh, and probably my, my AI terrain as I get that done. Yeah, um, awesome. Uh, other than that, uh, have a good until we see you next, people. Uh, and until then, keep your powder dry and your dice loaded. loaded.